or celibate chastity. The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. Well, hello and welcome to the pit at Elder High School, where tonight the Elder Panthers will be taking on Floyd Central, a, a high school that is just a little uh, north of Louisville in Indiana. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they got behind an automobile accident uh, that has had them on the uh, on I-74. Apparently, a, a sailboat lost, fell off the, and just completely blocked i-71 so that's what we're dealing with and we're kind of in a holding pattern plus we've had a little bit of technical issues here but we think we got it taken care of but uh big big game last week and uh joining me steve bengal and uh tom kennedy we had uh a a good point brought up by joe harbin last week that even with uh, elders loss they uh could potentially get a lot of favor by losing so well against yeah. such a good team. And uh, sure enough, in Max Preps, they jumped up a couple spots. They're now number four in, this, in, uh, in the ratings. So, yeah, and, and it was an you know, outstanding game. And, and uh, you know, LaSalle's uh, reward for this game is uh, the Battle of North Bend tonight. Um, they they uh, are going to play uh, uh, San, the San X Bombers. Who lost in overtime last week? Just the opposite. They kind of threw that game away. Where LaSalle came back and kind of took the game. Really didn't take it from Elder. It was back and forth. But you know they, they out out uh, lasted Elder in that game. Where uh, I got the opportunity to watch the last five ten minutes of, of the Saint X game on ESPN on a replay, and uh, Saint X had control of the game and, and just threw it away so you wonder how St. X is going to respond to that and then how LaSalle is going to respond to how they played they're supposed to have one of the top defenses in the city if not the state and they, they let Elder hang 52 points on them so you know they, they got some work to do there and some, some retribution there so that's going to be an interesting game out on North Bend yeah uh, it, it, it it was a that and a tough uh, tough love on the Panthers and uh, and in Mahler they got a win last they week. Did. Yeah. They it, did. They did. Yeah. They they got down early and they uh, they outscored. Uh, I think uh, uh, some team out of Bishop Columbus. Hartley. Bishop, Bishop Hartley. Bishop Hartley out of Columbus. Columbus. Right. Yeah. yeah, they got down by ten or or, or, or so, and then uh, were able to rally back and, and uh, take the victory. But we're talking about the other GCL schools tonight. It'll be interesting to see what the Elder Panthers do and how they come back. Uh, from a one-point double overtime loss here at the pit. Uh, one thing, a couple things stood out for me, and I'll get into more detail as, as we uh, progress with the pregame. But the one thing that, that kind of stood out is from an, uh, at least an elder standpoint is how efficient they were and, and what a clean game it was. It was only six penalties for the Panthers last week. And, uh, you know, for being the first game of the year uh, in, in all these conditions, uh, I think that was a testament to the to the kids and to the coaching staff that they came ready to play. And another thing that was that, that was pointed that I thought was was imperative and, and nice to see was uh, the cohesiveness of the offensive line. Uh, like we said before, uh, Matt Beckenhaup was the only returning offensive lineman, and uh, to have four other starters come in 
and and do the job that they did. We'll get into the specifics. But Connor Johnson had a bang up week last week. A lot of guys did, and Drew Ramsey as well. So there's a lot of positives to come out of it, and it'll be interesting to see how Doug coaches his team moving forward. Yeah, it was a you know last week it was a definitely a, a game of momentum. You you saw huge momentum shifts and of course the Panthers come out go up 14 to nothing and you, you know hey this is going to be a long game and LaSalle's a great team and they they score two uh right off the shoot and uh hey I, I we, we got it so uh but uh the the momentum shifts you know you get down by two you think okay LaSalle's going to run away with it and Marco Sabato uh, with uh, four minutes left in the second going almost at halftime scores a touchdown uh, which got Elder back on top again so instead of saying oh we're down behind uh, and and you know they they came back and that's a good good sign and then later on uh, in the third quarter, Drew Ramsey had a touchdown uh, when Elder was behind again and tied it up. And then, of course, Scott Neiman's uh, uh, 69-yard catch. Uh, yeah, Scott Neiman had a well of a game. The one-handed catch that he had earlier in the, in the in the game, and then the the the, the galloping run for the touchdown. Um, just an outstanding athlete, uh, kind of getting his chance to shine this year. Yeah. So the. Get, regaining momentum when it's lost, it's a key thing you got to do. You can't just right. say, okay, we're, we're done, that's it. So uh, it, it was a, a good sign. All right, well, uh, you're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. Happily, the opponent, uh, the Highlanders from Floyd Central are here, and they are warming up. I know uh, uh, the clock says there's 34 minutes to go before game time, so this game will probably be about 15 minutes behind the scheduled start of 7 o'clock, and uh, we'll, we'll, of course, carry it through all that. And uh, we have lots to talk about. Of course, we got a, a big night of high school coverage here. And we're going to be out at La Rosa's on Boudinot following the game, Prep Sports Ready Game Night. Dr. Matt Bosom has rescheduled. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> you know, he said last week, I would have happily, there's just things he has to do when a game's over. And that double overtime game forced him way, way, way back. And we said, ah, let's just reschedule it so he's going to come out. And there, you know, we have a lot to talk about with him, uh, especially with. Uh, there's a lot of issues with the COVID uh, in the health department and all these different rules, and there's so many things, and uh, it, it's a very complicated web that 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 the school and elder and teams and everything's doing going through. And of course, being the team uh, doctor, uh, he'll help explain this stuff. We have good questions. Uh, hopefully, we can we can find out. So definitely tune in or stop out. We'd like to see you uh, out there. But it's a perfect night. I know. A lot of people probably going to be sitting around the fire pit tonight uh, enjoying the game and uh, hopefully uh, getting up some uh, uh, La Rosa's pizza. And uh, then a lot of people are listening. I know a new sponsor of ours uh, over uh, Ron's Roost, uh, they are showing the game there as well as at La Rosa's. I know there's lots of different places. Uh, Jim and Jack's down on the river. A lot of places that are showing the game. So if you really want to watch it, you can do that and uh, put your purple on and away you go. So, uh, uh that's all we have for this segment. We're going to take a time out. We come back. We will be we 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 will be looking at the keys of the game tonight and all this more right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Coleraine and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. And we are back to the pit at Elder High School, where tonight Floyd Central, who has driven up from uh, right across the river from Louisville to take on the Elder Panthers, and it's their first time here at the pit. But before we talk a little bit about that, I want to do a little shout-out congratulations to a couple people. One, uh, Kevin and Katie Welch uh, had a little baby girl. Of course, Kevin is helpful to the Elder program with all types of technical stuff and uh, in prep sports radio, and they had a little girl named Madeline Jane, a nice uh, classic name. And yeah. then, uh, Congratulations. Big old hat tip to my son, Matt, and his wife, Kara, who had a little baby girl. Uh, also this week, uh, Eleanor Ann, another classic name. and uh, beautiful. Ha- beautiful. girls, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be big Elder Panther fans. No uh, doubt. Congratulations <laughs> to both. And I'd like to throw out a, a happy, happy 50th wedding anniversary to my brother-in-law and his wife, Bob and Pixie Birding. Uh, celebrating 50 years t- today. So, uh, Bob and Pixie, congratulations from uh, Tom and the crew here at Prep Sports. And I also, uh, I know Jerry, we talked to Jerry McAdams before the game. Uh, he was very involved with the dance club. And, of course, with the COVID, they can't have dance club up in the uh, cafeteria like we normally have with uh, the coaches and all that stuff. So now they have 
moved it down to Jim and Jack's down on uh, Route 50, uh, and they had it on Tuesday. And a good crowd of about 50 or so people came out. They had the game films and uh, food. You can order food and so forth. It's a very nice place. I haven't been there in 25 years, Jeez. so uh, yeah. it, it turned out real well. So, if folks, if you want to watch the films of this game on Tuesday uh, and you're used to that dad's club tradition, consider going out and watching the game films out there at Jim and Jack's. Uh, we're going to be down there and uh, enjoying it as well. So uh, got, we, there's a lot of other, before we get into this game, there's other games we're going to be watching in the area. And I, 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 I don't, Doc Bosom was telling us that I think it was uh, Wilmington and uh, uh, Bethel. I think were one of these games, uh, a kid tested positive for COVID, and, and just today they had to pull the plug on it. So uh uh, th- that's one of the things you hope never happens here. But uh, uh, it, yeah, one of the athletic directors I think was calling around to see if they could find a game this morning. That's not not good. No. <laughs> so well, let's look at some of the other games though on the schedule tonight, and we'll be following these at, at the post game show as well. All right, and we already talked about uh, Saint X travels over to LaSalle tonight. Saint X comes into the game zero and one. LaSalle one and zero. You know, the Bombers have, have won the last seven of nine of these games. But, you know, with uh, the resurgence of the LaSalle program, they, you know, they're looking really good right right now. They, you know, hung 53 on Elder last last week and, and uh, really showed a lot, a lot of uh, skill and ability on offense defensively. They, like I was saying before, they, they have uh, some things that I'm sure they want to prove. So, uh you know they're they're going to be trying to rebound the bombers lost in overtime a tough loss they they had the game in hand so how they respond it's going to be a very interesting game and LaSalle two back to back GCL games to start the season when has yeah. that happened that, that's yeah. pretty 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 yeah. tough yeah GMC action Sycamore Princeton uh, Sycamore are both coming off of uh, uh, last second uh, victories. Um, uh, last season, Sycamore uh, started three and zero, and they won sixteen to thirteen in this game. And Princeton has only beaten Sycamore one time since two thousand eight, so that'll be an interesting game out at Princeton. Hamilton, Lakota West, uh, West is coming off of the the upset victory over Colerain. We'll see how that works out, um, and see if. Uh, you know, all you got to say is Tom Bolden. Tom yeah. Bolden's not going to let these guys have, have a down can week. St- sustain that. So I think they're going to sustain o- over uh, Hamilton, who uh, come into that game 0-1. Interesting game, Moeller at East Central. They, they weren't supposed to play, but Moeller was looking for a game, and uh, East Central had an open date. So for the first time, they'll play. Moeller 1-0 with the win last last. Uh, Week uh, 34-17 over Bishop Hartley, and East Central fell to uh, Bishop Chittard, a team we're familiar with last week. So East Central comes in at 1-1, and, and Moeller uh, 1-0. And this game at East Central, Moeller has absolutely no home games this year or or any semblance of a home game. Yeah. They don't really have a home. Mason 1-0 against Lakota East in the GMC. Uh, Lakota East has won four of the last six in this rivalry, and three of the last four have been des- decided by six points or less. So, uh, or a you know, really good uh, you know game there in the Miami Valley Conference. Roger Bacon and Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Uh, last year, this matchup featured 90 points scored, and nearly 900 yards of total offense. So, this should be a lot of fireworks uh, for your Labor Day weekend right there. Madeira at Indian Hill. What else are you going to say? Both teams coming one. 
one and zero in the in the C Cincinnati uh, um, Hills League, and Talawanda Harrison another good game in the Southwest Ohio Conference. Uh, in, in this century, Harrison has won all fourteen games against Talawanda, wow. so the Braves are uh, you know, going to be uh, working on that one. And then finally. The game way out on the east side, Blanchester at, Nor- at Claremont Northeastern. Um, Blanchester is one and zero for the first time since 2006. So you know they want to build on on, on yeah, that. Getting off to a good yeah, start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't sell drinks if you don't win the opener, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that from somebody. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, that, that's that's all we're going to be looking at, plus a plethora of more games uh, uh, as as uh, things move on um, this evening out at La Rosa's. Yeah, one of the interesting things that uh, we mentioned uh, that Kevin and Katie Welch with their new baby girl, but Kevin reminded me last year uh, about something in, in the anniversary uh, was on August 30th, uh, which has passed us, but it was uh, 24 years ago. The first high school game ever streamed on the Internet was by PSRN. Uh, it, the game, uh, Elder defeated Middletown 43-13 to at Barnett Stadium. And as the legend goes, uh, this was the first time a high school football game had ever been streamed over the Internet uh, by anyone. Now, of course, everybody streams their high school football games. Now you got that with the video streaming and so forth. But that game was streamed via a site called AudioNet. And I remember it because you had a dial-up and, you know, you had the uh, your little phone ring. And it, yeah. I mean, it was very unstable. But uh, You've it, got uh, mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it would later become known as Broadcast.com in 1998. And then 1999, so this little thing called Yahoo bought it. Uh, wow. Uh, broadcast.com for a little uh, fee of five billion that's with a b dollars and one of the founders of the broadcast.com was uh, uh, a guy named mark cuban who is well known so anyways uh, now i know a lot of people are listening uh, on the radio but there's tons of people also listening online and we appreciate you streaming and listening wherever you are tonight Uh, thank you for tuning in and we always appreciate it but you can brag or tell people that the first ever stream of a high school football game was your elder panthers way 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 back in 19 what was it 99 1999 (laughs) so uh let's look into the night's game and as we were saying this game is being pushed back a little bit so uh, there's still about 20 minutes to go on this but let's get look in detail steve tell us a little bit about uh floyd and uh and and what we, what we can expect tonight? Well, the Floyd uh, Central Highlanders, um, they come out of um, the, the area that you were talking about in Indiana, just north of uh, of the, the Louisville area in Kentucky. So they're, they're right across the river there. Uh, they're a 5A school in that area. They've played two games. They're 2-0. and The first game they played against uh, Jeffersonville Red Devils, they won that game 41-6. to And the second game, they played the the Providence Pioneers out of Clarksville, Indiana, a 2A school. They defeated them 42 to nothing. So score tallies, they're up 83-6 to on their opponents at this point in the season. Uh, They have a a quality quarterback in Tristan Polk. He's already thrown for almost uh, around 400 yards for the season in two games. his first game, he threw for 231 yards. He has a wide receiver, Caleb Quinchent, 
um, who uh, is uh, has caught several touchdown passes. Um, he uh, is hooked up with with the running back uh, Colin Cummins, 41 yard bubble screen touchdown. He was a 2,000 yard rusher last year, and uh, they won the sectional title last year in Indiana. Uh, much like Ohio is this year, everybody gets into the playoffs. So getting in is not the the, the task. Uh, moving on and moving up is is the big deal. So they've. Uh, they won the sectional, and they have high hopes uh, because they have a lot of returning seniors this year from that team last year. Another uh, the person you're going to hear about a lot tonight, uh, Wankers Wright. Um, he's uh, they're running back in the first game. He had 138 yards on 19 carries, three touchdowns. He was a 2,000-yard rusher last year. Uh, he had uh, in in the the game over Providence last week. He uh, had. Uh, 121 yards in that game, two touchdowns on 16 carries. They pulled the plug in the fourth quarter and, and, and emptied the bench, and all the scrubs came in. So, uh, um, you know, so that's kind of where, where that game went. Uh, interesting, the Highlanders already have missed three extra points in two games th- this year. So, and, and uh, they, they've put the ball on the ground a lot and put um, some. You know some inter, inter, you know some interceptions that that they, they've thrown, and the other teams have not been able to capitalize on it. But as we saw last week against LaSalle, Elder was Johnny on the spot to capitalize on turnovers and, and miscues. So they really can't afford to do that tonight. So you know for this game, they, you know they want a playoff atmosphere. They want to come out. It doesn't really matter to them if they lose, but this is going to up them. In, in, in the talent, they're looking at coming to play one of the premier high school uh, teams in Ohio. So that's how, you know, they're they're looking at this game. So for me, I, I think coming into this game, the keys for for the Highlanders tonight are very simply um, they've been able to dictate the pace of the games in the first two games. They've gotten out to very quick starts where in one game they scored on six consecutive possessions. So they're used to just controlling the pace of the game. So I think tonight it's incumbent on them to take control of the game early if they want to get a victory tonight. Um, you know, and my second key was travel legs. So you got to get get their legs under them. And I, and I was more prophetic than than I knew. You know, with them uh, getting behind uh, Thurston Howell the third's yacht going over <laughs> on uh, I seventy one. He was heading out to North Bend, I think, to to see that game. Um, but uh, he'll probably have a little bit of time, tough time docking the boat before he gets there. So anyway, get the travel legs under him and. and uh, and get into the game and let the, let the game come to them. And thirdly, limit the turnovers. Um, it's not really the hidden yards that Tom talks about. I'll leave those to him. But they've had early fumbles in games and interceptions in previous games, and the other teams have not been able to capitalize. So I think they need to keep control of the ball. If they don't, they're going to have a difficult time. So anyway, the tra- they come out, and uh, I just want to, John Curtley, if you're out there listening, they have green trousers on. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's all I got on the on the, uh, on the uh, Floyd Central Highlanders, except uh, they think the boy needs a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, well said. Uh, it is uh, senior night here, too, as well, early in the season. So uh, everything's changed uh, with this uh this day on plague. So, uh. and with everything changing, Mark, if a novice elder fan was looking at the schedule, and they saw in week two that elder Panthers are going to play a team with the nickname of the Highlanders, they were thinking, "Oh my gosh, Oak Hills is <laughs> right. back on the schedule after all these years." But Oak Contraire 
It's not, and it's a, a team from uh, southeast Indiana. But nevertheless, one thing that's crystal clear in my mind, in the year 2020, anybody coming into the pit from out of state, you know they're good. And why do I know that? Because, number one, they're not getting any receipts from this game. Typically, Elder plays a, plays a nice stipend, I'm guessing, to teams to venture into the pit. This team tonight is getting nothing, probably. So you know they're good, and they want to have some competition, like Steve so correctly stated, for their playoffs as they begin you know, uh, next month or so. So know that this, that this is going to be a very, very competitive game. And for the Elder Panthers, I think it's it's going to be quite quite interesting. How's that word? I, that's a good word. You like that? Is that it, how it's pronounced? It, yeah. uh, no, it's interesting. I think it's interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, everybody had a lot of questions about the Panthers last week. What were they going to do? They had a lot of key players to, uh, you know, to, to bring in uh, to replace uh, graduating seniors. All Elder did last week was uh, put up 52 points on the board in the uh, – had uh, 432 yards of offense uh, against a team with a highly touted defense. Absolutely, and uh, they were led by quarterback Ben Hamilton. He was 19 of 26 for 253 yards and three touchdowns in his in his varsity debut. Uh, and not to be outdone, Scott Neiman was a was a key. Uh, target for him, uh, five receptions for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and, and Cooper Johnson, the guy that I called Thunder last year with Catania, uh, he was lightning and Cooper was Thunder. He had 19 carries for 73 yards. So Doug was very encouraged by the effort, and he, Doug was quoted as saying this week that uh, the biggest jump for high school football is made between from week one to week two. If If Elder does that, and they work better day in and day out of practice, we could be a pretty good football team. And I think that pretty much sums up uh, what Elder needs to do. So is it okay to go to the keys? Or it is. Yeah, yeah, I've, keys. I've already let's, dumped mine out there. So <laughs> Let's go to the keys. Let her fly. Uh, Elder gained a lot of confidence from the LaSalle game. Uh, Drew Ramsey was 19 uh, carries for 82 yards and three touchdowns, eight receptions for 70 yards and another touchdown. Um, and they held their own. Uh, the offensive line, that is. The offensive line held their own. Uh, they gave up uh, on offense. Elder ran the ball for 184 yards, just shy of four yards a carry. And I mentioned it last week, and it's going to be well to mention it again tonight. Uh, Drew Beckenhaup is the only returning senior at right tackle. Evan James at right guard is a sophomore. Will Singler is a center as a junior. And Joel Folsen-Logan is the uh, left guard, also a senior. And Jack Tucker is the left tackle and a senior captain. Now, Jack Tucker is going to be playing two roles this year. He's on the offensive line and the defensive line. The health of the players are going to be key. There was two guys, uh, one, Bartley Thomas, because of uh, he, he got ejected from the game last week, and he's going to be out the entire game tonight. He's a starting safety. Uh, he's re- his his backup is Jake Vollmer, number 22, a senior. And Joey Stemmler uh, got nicked up early in the game last week. He's a sophomore, and uh, uh, but he's he's good to go. So so that's very good. Steve, I noticed you, you talked about Tristan Polk. He's the quarterback. I looked at a little bit of the stats, not as much as you did, but 
all he does is pass the ball. He's got 20 yards of rushing the whole year. So that means to me that the, the linebackers in the uh, secondary better be on their toes uh, because not only has he passed for 540 yards, he throws it at an 81% clip wow. completions. Uh, so that's it. So it'll be interesting to see. And they're also proficient at running the football, like you mentioned, Steve, with Winker's right. He's a senior. Uh, so the D-line with Jack, uh, Jake Willenborg, Samari Freeman, Jack Tucker, Andrew Spinney at linebacker, and Galen Mitchell, the transfer from Walnut Hills, also linebacker, they're going to be needed uh, to stop the run this year, tonight. Uh, I think Elder needs to play relaxed. With every team making the playoffs, it'll be interesting to see what kind of impact and what kind of how improved they are from last week. It should be a great game, and as long as Elder can, uh, you know, control the line of scrimmage a little bit as much as they can, and keep the penalties to a minimum and reduce the turnovers, uh, it should be a very exciting game. But guys, with a little more time to go uh, since the game has been delayed a little bit because of the uh, accident on I-71 delaying the team getting here and so forth, uh, Tom, we had talked a little bit uh, earlier in the week about the fact that the question, will the Harbin system ever return? And uh, once the people get a taste of this, everybody's in. What are some of the, what do you guys think the implications of pro and con on that? Yeah, I really think, you know, it, my initial reaction was, no, let's bring the Harbins back uh, because it's a system that's worked and it's worked for years. But then you know, I got to thinking it's like one of the reasons that the elder has to go all over heck and creation to find teams is because other local teams have figured out how to game the system and, and won't play um, against uh, an elder or a LaSalle or a Moeller or, or a St. X uh, or a Coleraine or, 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 you know, some of the powerhouse teams are starting to have trouble getting games because uh, um, GMC not so much because they, they're one of the people who game the system. But so I, I think it would kind of open it up to, to you would feel freer to play somebody that, that if you lost, it's not so devastating because, you know, high risk, high reward playing a Division One team. If you think you can get a victory, it's a good thing. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I could go either way on it, but I think for an all-in, you'd have to cut it to a nine-week season, and I don't know that you'd want to do that. Well, still, you get your ten games. Yeah, I, I think it's. Oh, I think the Harbin system is gone forever. This will just be an excuse uh, for the majority of the non-GCL schools <clears throat> to say everybody gets in, and they can say it's just like basketball, where <clears throat> everybody gets in, the coaches determine the seedings, and uh, and and all of that. Here's what I like to say about being from the GCL and the Greater Greater Catholic League. All the coaches, just like any other school, likes to schedule the games where you start off and, and, you, and you progressively get better talent against your – you're playing against better talent, so you're ready to make the playoffs. And if you're lucky enough to play tougher teams at the beginning of the season, that's just going to make you stronger for the end of the year. Where it comes to be is that in the future, none of that's going to matter – but, like Steve said, and this is going to be the driving reason why, is all the GCL teams will be able to schedule a lot freer, a lot easier, uh, 
the elder won't be going up to Cleveland probably as much, or they won't be going to Columbus as much and things like that. So if you want to get back to the traditional Friday night games in your neighborhoods and things like that, who knows? Maybe Oak Hills will come back and be on the schedule. Right. Because it won't matter to them if they get, you know, if they, they lose, uh, if Oak Hills will lose a game, it just doesn't matter. So I think that's the way it's trending, and I'd be surprised if the Harbin system came back. And I agree with you, Tom. And uh, it, once you get the taste of it and how it all works and, and – uh, and a lot of the teams that never get into playoffs and, and they finally do to add a little excitement, they're not going to want to see that go away. And, and who knows? We'll talk to Dr. Bosom uh, following the game. Uh, honestly, none of us back in March, if you would have said, I can remember oh. emailing people saying, well, God, I can't wait to high school football and fall. All this will be behind us. And it's not. And in the talking about the vaccines and so forth, and maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't, but uh, this just may change. That Why should high school kids have to hop on a bus and drive to Cleveland mm-hmm. to play a high school football game just because somebody won't play them? And I think it's uh, it, it opens things up in, 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 in the city. And you made a point, too, what, there's only 18 Division I schools? I mean, it's not there's not that many more. Right, You'd right. Have to, like Steve said, maybe one more week of playoffs. But the thing that, that I loved about the Harbins and Dave Dabelt and now Kevin Espelage had done such a great job. They understood the system inside and out. And you had to. You had to know, you know, uh, what you were up against and who you needed to schedule to make sure that your season was worthwhile. Because if you didn't do that and you were on a – and you scheduled, you know, the L.A. Rams and the Tennessee Titans in week one and two – and if you didn't win those games, you were there was no way you were making the playoffs. Well, that takes all the wind out of the sail for the players. But Dave Dabelt and Kevin Espelage and all the ADs in the GCL South up until this point had to do their diligence and their homework to find Division One teams in this area outside of the Cincinnati area, the East Centrals and, and things like that that we've come to know, to play them so they could get uh, those those Harvard points needed to make the playoffs. All right. Well, looks like our Len Harvey is ready to, down on the field with uh, Coach Doug Ramsey. We're going to switch down to him. Uh, Len, have it at it. Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. You know, I, I, I think so. You know, I, I think we did a lot of good things. You know, especially for a team that's so inexperienced playing against a team with a lot of experience, a really good team. And, and you know, I thought we went out, we, we, we started out really well early. You know, we played played world well, well right out of the gate. And, you know, even in the – you get later in the game and they took the lead, you think, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, LaSalle's going to take over. But we were answer every time, you know. And, and so, so yeah, it's, it's a lot – I think it's a lot for us to build on. Yeah, double overtime in the first week, good. Offensively, the two quarterbacks played really well. Ben in his debut showed a lot of poise and drew from all angles. Yeah, you know, Ben's, Ben's going to be a really good quarterback. You know, you think about what he did in his start against a secondary like that, completing over 70% of his passes and making good decisions, you know. And there's probably only one ball that I thought, mm, you could have thrown that better. And, that, you know, that's, that's pretty good for a uh, for a first start. So he played well. And then, you know, Drew just gives us a lot of a lot of different options. So, you know, and I thought other guys on the Scotty Neiman I thought played played really well. And, and Marco, he gives you that little burst of speed and, 
But probably, I'm probably most pleased with our offensive line, you know, because coming in, that's the biggest question mark with with all the changes there. And I thought those guys held their own. You rush for 180 yards, that's a pretty good night. Yeah, Cooper Johnson had a great game. And on the defensive side of the ball, Luke Flowers, Austin Wanstrup, Jack Willenberg, and Nick Papp, they all played well. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we their running back is a really good player. I mean, he's a special player. And then you add that with the quarterback who – who, you know, a seasoned veteran, played really well, is a good runner. And, you know, their offensive line was was, was, was pretty good. So that was, uh, you know, it was just an up-and-down game. And But I think it's one of those things that um, we'll learn from. You know, unfortunately, we, we played without two of our better players most of the time. Joey Stemmler got hurt in the first quarter. And, and then the, the penalty with Bartley, which took him out of the game. So uh, Joey will be back uh, this week, so he's good to go. Bartley's going to have to sit out. But uh, but having Joey back in, because really to me, when I, when I think of him, he, he's our leader on defense, and we, we really missed him last week. So what should we look for for Floyd Central tonight at Indiana School? Well, you know, they're a team that, that on offense, they've got a running back who's, who's going to go, he's got a scholarship to Eastern Illinois. They've got an offensive lineman going to Louisville. They're very good at uh, you know, spread the field, but they're a good running team, uh, nice pass game. Quarterback's very accurate passer. So they're a pretty talented offensive crew. On defense, they're, they're pretty simple. You know, they, 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 they're... You know, like I talked about LaSalle, they try to keep everything in front of them. You know, they, they try not to give up any big plays or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah, so, again, it'll be it'll be a, a good challenge. Um, you know, they got some good players. I think they're really well coached as well. So it's it's, it's going to be another good one. You mentioned well coached. And, and, you know, last week playing in LaSalle, now you play play this team tonight. What are the keys to the game tonight? Um, I, I think really kind of the same thing. I think our O-line has to play well again, you know. Um, you know, I said last week special teams is kind of hold their own, and I, and I think we really did. I think we got even do a better job of special teams tonight. You know, you think last week we we had a fake punt, we had a good kickoff return, you know, so we, we, we've got to do a little bit of that stuff tonight. So no big plays on defense, O-line play well, and, and win special teams. You mentioned uh, Stelmer's good, and you mentioned uh, Bartley's out, but uh, health-wise, how about everybody else? Uh, pretty good. We're, we're, we're pretty good health. You know, physical game last week, but we came out we came out pretty healthy. Yeah, there was a lot of cramping last week. Everybody seen, but it was a, it was a warm night tonight. Warm again, but it seems a little less humid. Yeah, you know, and I think kids will be a little bit more adjusted. I think I think that's probably the biggest thing with not having scrimmages or, or even just one short scrimmage is that you you can't simulate what the kids went through in that game last Friday night. You know what I mean? Playing LaSalle in the first game. It was such yeah, a tight to, game because yeah, both teams were cramping, and it was just one of those those things. I think we'll be much better tonight. Yeah, huge difference between practice and game. Oh, huge, huge, yes. Well, thanks, Coach, and uh, good luck tonight. Well, you're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them and your local red wing shoe stores have them red wing has the popular safety styles you demand from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles with five convenient locations red wing can manage your company's safety shoe program and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck contact the red wing store nearest you in eastgate tri-county western hills mason florence and online at redwingshoes.com 
Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every Elder football game no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and Go Panthers. This is Deacon Michael Trimpey from St. Peter and Chaney's Cathedral. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, The Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening and welcome to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth for week number two of the 2020 high school football season on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal and tonight from the pit for the Prep Sports Radio Network, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week live around Cincinnati. You're listening, uh, all of us, on ehsports.com and also on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world as mentioned on ehsports.com. Tonight it's Floyd Central, the Highlanders from Indiana. They come to the pit. Elder, despite the 53 52 loss last week at LaSalle coming ready to go. Drew Ramsey, uh, last week Cooper Electric star of the game, had four touchdowns, three rushing and one receiving, and Ben Hamilton had 245 yards in passing and three touchdowns. Floyd Central, meanwhile, they come in at 2-0 on the year after beating Providence last week, 42 to nothing. They're coached by James Bragg and led by senior quarterback Tristan Polk. The Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 75 degrees under sunny skies. And Phil, big offensive show last week versus LaSalle, but the defense will look to stop the Highlanders tonight. And that that be a concern this week of what the defense is going to do. You know, they're going to kind of look after week one, you came with your game plan. Now you go but kind of reassess what worked, what didn't work, fine-tune some things this week. I think the Panthers will be fine defensively. They look they're kind of licking their chops late in the game, getting a little bit more aggressive. I look for tonight them to be just as aggressive. Like you said, the offense, no surprise there. We knew that Elder had the ability to have that high-powered offense, and they showed it last week. So we'll see how this, this starts out as they'll take the opening kick. Floyd Central comes in in the white uniforms with the green pants. Uh, the green helmets, sort of like the Michigan State Spartans. And uh, looking at Elder, of course, in their their home purple jerseys, the purple pants, the white helmet, and the purple stripe. Getting ready to set this one up from right to left. Elder is going to receive this kickoff. Tonight's game is brought to you by Wardway Fuels. Provides heating and uh, oil and propane for the business and heating needs. Gas, grills, and pool supplies are also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road at 513 574 
6-1. Wardway Fuels, proud supporters of tonight's broadcast. Getting ready to kick this one off is Max Grangler. The kicker will set it up going from right to left, and he has a little line drive kick. It's taken by Schluckler at the up back at the 25. He's to the 30, and he's outside to about the 34-yard line. Zach Schlachter on the return for the Elder Panthers to set it up. Getting ready to set up at the 35-yard line. The Panthers will from left to right. Last week, a big offensive affair, scoring 52 points, but that was not good enough as a two-point conversion in the double overtime by LaSalle did that in. But uh, Scotty Neiman's wide to the left. He had a great game last week, a couple of touchdowns, including a 69-yard reception. They line up wide to the right, and that's Lance Neville who had an opportunity to play last week as well. They set up, and they go in motion with Rams. This time Hamilton's going to pitch it to the left side. It's Cooper Johnson, 35-40, and he's out to the 43-yard line, a gain of about eight on first down for Cooper Johnson, doing what he did last week. A nice block on the outside by Drew Ramsey. Happy to see Cooper Johnson you know, getting the ball right off the bat, really make this Floyd Central team have to guess. That's going to be tough coming in because on the scouting report, I mean, you're looking at a Ben Hamilton. Hamilton, Cooper Johnson, Drew Ramsey, the three-headed attack is hard to plan for. Absolutely. They set up now in a first, uh, second and two, rather, at the 43-yard line. Uh, Neiman to the left. They line up with three wide receivers now, two to the right. They go handoff again. Cooper Johnson across the 45. He's to the 50. He's into Floyd Central territory at the 47-yard line. First down, Cooper Johnson. So two good runs for Cooper Johnson. Now, all of us here at Press Sports Radio would like to offer our condolences to the friends and family of Dr. Ken Shore, who recently passed. Ken was a devoted husband, a father, and was loved by all. He was a longtime sponsor of elder football here on PSRN, and he loved the Panthers. He's also a huge fan of Ohio State football and also Xavier basketball. Dr. Ken Shore, you will be greatly missed. First and 10 for the Panthers at the 48, just underway. Less than 11 minutes in the first quarter. Too wide to the right for the Panthers. They go, this time it's Ramsey. He's going to keep it. Ramsey, the 50, he's going to go. Uh, he gets to the 46-yard line, a gain of two on first down for Drew Ramsey. Yeah, and on the outside there, looked like Jordan Fonda came up and made the play for the Highlanders, uh, able to make this a, a second and long, not picking up that big first down like they did on the last one. So, the again, you take this bus ride, the Florida Central kind of got to feel this out and, and get their sea legs under them. That's, that's good to make Elder in a second and long. They'll line up this time. Uh, they go Neville to the left side, and they're going to go right side with Hamilton. He's floating to the right. He looks like he's going to throw it and does to Ramsey. Completed the 30. 25 gets a block. He's to the 20. He's to the 15. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. Touchdown! Drew Ramsey, 46 yards, four touchdowns last week, and he starts off with one tonight. Great job, Ben Hamilton. Just He kept approaching the line, and it looked like he might run. He might pass. Drew Ramsey's defender came up. Kind of bit on that run, and Drew continued to run his route, came across the middle. But the key there was a big block by number 22, Lance Neville, six foot, 175-pound senior. He makes a big block that frees Ramsey, lets him get on the outside, so the Panthers put up six. 10-0-3 left in the first quarter. The Panthers on the board first, and... Mueller will look to add the extra point. Wanstrott will hold this one for the Panthers. The hold is down. The kick is up, and it is good. So with 10.03 left in the first quarter, Elder on top, 7-0 over Floyd Central. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet. Proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center. Repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our Elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Lynn Harvey and Phil Bengal here at the pit at Elder High School. The Panthers get on top first, a 46-yard touchdown catch by Drew Ramsey. Most of it on a run on a screen pass from Ben Hamilton at 10.03, and the Panthers lead it 7-0. The offense of Floyd Central, the Highlanders, will get ready with Tristan Polk, the quarterback, as they get ready to kick this one off, the Panthers do. Mueller will set it up at the 40, going from left to right on your radio dial. 10.03 left, first quarter. If you're just joining us, a little bit of a delay as Floyd Central had a tough time getting here with the traffic, and uh, the game was delayed a little bit. So Mueller will kick it deep. He sets it up, and now pick it up at about the 5-yard line to the 10, to the 15, the 20. He's got a break to the 20, and out to the 25-yard line where Wanker's right gets uh, the return, and it'll be a first and 10 for Floyd Central. And here's where we're going to see what Elder's defense did this week in prep for Floyd Central at the LaSalle. Changes that they could have made, maybe moving some personnel around, you know, after we see it their week one or different schemes that they want to try to do. Elder's defense always thinking and trying to adjust uh, what they can do week to week. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure they're, they're not just doing the exact same thing they did against LaSalle. Tristan Polk's got some good size, 6'4", 205. He'll set up with a first and 10 at the 26-yard line. Shotgun, he goes wide to the right with one wide receiver. Left side, now looking oh, down the middle. He's got a man wide open at the 45. It is complete, 30, 25 to the 20 to the 17-yard line. Eli Branham with the reception for Floyd Central and a big play right off the bat. Yeah, Polk with a quick fake to the outside and then looks straight down. And Elder's defensive backs lost, uh, you know, who, who had who was in coverage on that one. And he's able to get past, but Elder had good closing speed. That's something I saw in the scrimmage against Sycamore. Even though there was some some passes that they gave up, they had great closing speed. So there, now they hopefully can maybe lock down and force Floyd Central to only get three out of this. Polk uh, will line up uh, with one to the right and right, and they go one wide to the left side and three to the right. Shotgun formation for Polk. They set up a first and ten at the 15. Now looking, the throw is almost intercepted, and it was Jack Willenborg, who had a fumble recovery last week, now almost ran that one back to the house if he caught it. Yeah, Polk looked real quick to his left, and then came right back, and Willenborg, I think, was a little surprised. He knew a screen was coming, so he was keeping that contained, staying home. Ball went right through his hands, but that's that stop. Put him in a second and long. This is what the defense wants here. Make this difficult for Floyd so that they're going to be in a fourth down situation. Branham will line up wide to the right side. They go shotgun formation, setting up. One wide receiver to the left side. Running back is Winker's right. And they go in motion outside with uh, Quinkle. And now looking to the right side. Here, setting up. Polk looking to throw. Throws it in. It's intercepted. Austin Wanstrott, Wanstrott rather, at the 10 to the 15 to the 20. He's out in 25 and out of bounds at the 29-yard line. Wanker's right. Got him. But Austin Wanstrott, a good game last week and has an interception tonight. Yeah, it looked like his Polk was checking off, looking to the side. He could have hit the tight end, kind of breaking out real quick. But he wanted to go downfield, and it just the ball just sailed just a little bit over the top, one shot with good hands, so that's exactly what they want. 
the Highlanders get a get a, get a big play. They get down the field, but right away, Elder's defense comes up big with the turnover, and the offense has a chance to make it a two-score game. 9.09 left in the opening quarter. The Panthers have a 7-8 lead, and they have the football first and 10 at their own 30. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun for Hamilton, looking to throw. Rolls to his right, stepping up, and now is going to be tackled back at the 26-yard line. A loss of four, and number 36 on the tackle, Trace Richards. Yeah, could... Floyd Central dropped five. Elder only had three receivers downfield. And on that hold, faking it, they it didn't. Cooper Johnson trying to carry out the fake. They didn't bite on it. Nobody came upfield. So that was a good coverage sack uh, by Floyd Central, forcing the Panthers into a second and long. Second and 13 from the 27-yard line for the Panthers. They line up two wide receivers to the left, one to the right side. Shotgun for Hamilton. He's got Ramsey to his left side. Now rolling. Now he's going to pitch it. It's Sabato across the 28. Now to the 30. Gets a spurs to speed. 35-40. 45-50-45. And he's into Floyd Central territory. The 39-yard line. A big gain for Sabato. And Sabato's got that speed. He got on the outside, and they were only able to get on to him by getting just kind of the, the back of his jersey and, and and snow him in. I couldn't get the numbers on it because we got a horrible sun glare right now yeah. coming down just right on that sideline. You're almost blinded. Uh, didn't even get to see see the end of the play from our perspective. First and 10 at the 40 for the Panthers. They set up with one wide, make that two now to the left, and three now to the right. They go empty backfield. It's Hamilton going to be sacked back at the 49-yard line. Floyd Central, another good job that time by number 36, Trace Richards. That's his second sack of the of this uh, series. Trace Richards, he just came right through. I mean, there were, the pass protection, he was able to break through. Ben Hamilton had no time to make that throw. So Floyd Central, even after giving up that big gain, able to almost cause Elder to lose 10 yards on that sack. Second and 19 now for the Panthers. They move it at the 49-yard line. 7.41 to go first quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead. Three wide to the right. They go rolling Hamilton. Hamilton stepping up in the pocket, throwing down the field, looking for Neiman, and it's caught. Five-yard line. Scotty Neiman, big play. Right around 45 yards for Scotty Neiman. And that looked like last week he had that same one, Ben Ben and Scotty connected against LaSalle, and Scotty made up and made, made the same catch again over the shoulder. And the advantage there is that Branham, who's in coverage for – Floyd Central is about five foot eight going up against Scotty Neiman at six foot six. Yeah. Just that little just mismatch. At a, at a disadvantage there, and Elder takes advantage of it. Scotty Neiman with another big catch. First and goal for the Panthers at the four yard line. Hamilton's got Cooper Johnson to his right. Larkin goes in motion. They got Ramsey to the left to give to Cooper, and Cooper is going to go into the end zone untouched, basically, for the touchdown. Cooper Johnson with a four yard touchdown run, and the Panthers have a 13 nothing lead. Just like that, Phil. So even with the 10-yard the sack, Elder's still able to, after the big Sabato run, then they're able to go ahead and get Scotty Neiman down the field on that big play. You look for that to be something that you're going to see in the playbook for the Panthers. I'm sure teams will notice that on film when they see that. So Scotty Neiman's going to be watching him. You know, other games are probably going to get double covered uh, on those different plays when we get into the GCL. But the Panthers looking to, to make it a 14-point. Wadstrot to hold, and Mueller's kick is up and good. 7.03 left in the opening quarter. It's the Elder Panthers 14. Floyd Central Highlanders nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. 
And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita Broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at Elder High School. The Panthers score another touchdown. Cooper Johnson, a four-yard touchdown run, but Scotty Neiman with a 45-yard reception before that to the four-yard line led to uh, the touchdown. Scotty, another big catch, and he's done a great job. Uh, Elder scored earlier on a 46-yard touchdown pass from Ben Hamilton to Drew Ramsey at 10.03, and three minutes later they scored. So 14 nothing Panthers, the kickoff this time. It's going to bounce and taking about the one-yard line. Setting up his wankers right, and right crosses the 25 to the 30. He's out to the 33-yard line where they'll set up the Highlanders' will on their first down. Highlanders, Tristan Polk at quarterback. Wankers right in at running back. They had a big play. Eli Branham of 52 yards, uh, and then the interception by Austin Wanstrott uh, for the Panthers. So uh, the Panthers leading at 14-0. It's a first and 10 for the Highlanders at the 32-yard line. They'll set up with three wide receivers to the right side. Polk in a quarterback, one wide to the left side. He's got the running back right to his right. Shotgun, and now the give the fake, and it's going to be right. Going to keep it across the 45, 50, best the speed, the 30, and he's going to be taken down at around the 22-yard line, and J.T. Miller made the saving touchdown tackle because that was going to the house. Yeah, Chris Cameron in on the play, too, for the Panthers. But that is a great run getting down the field by right. They just had that burst of speed. Elder caught him right in the middle of the field. But, again, Elder did a good job in pursuit getting down. We saw this before. So if you're Floyd Central, you've been here this time. I know got to be a little bit more cautious. So look for them maybe not to, to go to the air right away. Maybe they'll keep it on the ground and see what they can get after that big run. Four 46-yard run for Wright, a first and 10 at the 22 now for Highland. They've got some good offense of the Highlanders, too. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left, shotgun for Polk. They're going to go in motion this time with Branham, and they'll give it again is to Wright up the middle, and Wright doesn't get much there. He gets to about the 20-yard line, a gain of two that time, so a better containment by the Panthers' defense. Yeah, Elder wasn't full. Galen Mitchell stayed home and was able to make the tackle right away. Elder just sat, so when everybody kind of went through, they, they really bunched up the middle, put guys in a box on that one. So this puts Floyd Central in that situation where maybe they're going to want to try to get the ball down the field a little bit, go back to that passing game and spread Elder out. 5.50 to go, first quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Two wide receivers to the right for Floyd Central. Two to the left. Shotgun for Polk. He's got right to his right. They go in motion with Branham, and now looking to the right, the throw is complete inside the 10 to about the 7-yard line, and that was Caleb Quineset. Caleb was able to just get in front of J.T. Miller right off, right from the snap, and Polk just hit that, the the quick slant across the middle and gets him so they get inside the 10-yard line and pick up first and goal here with about five and a half left. Yeah, it'll be a first and goal, Phil, at the 8-yard line. They line up with one wide receiver to the right side and two to the left side. They go shotgun formation with Polk. They got in the backfield. 
And now they give us to Wright. Wright's going to carry it across to about the five-yard line, a gain of three on first down for Floyd Central, less than five minutes to go. Tonight's game brought to you by the Underground Sports Shop. Provides the Prep Sports Radio Network with our great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats, and they can make your business or organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shop and owner Sean Mason, they support broad, this broadcast and elder football. 531-751-1662. That's the Underground Sports Shop. Setting up now with a second and five at the five-yard line for Floyd Central, shotgun formation, Popolk, he's going to give it to Wright. Wright gets tackled at about the three-yard line, and a big hit by Jack, Jack Willenborg. He, he really uh, got the initial hit. Came down the line and able to wrap him up low, so now they're stuck in the third and four. They obviously have the weapons to run it. They can throw the ball. We've seen it, so we'll see what Floyd Central brings here, but it puts them in a tough spot in this because Elder has shown that they've been able to get the stops on the short runs now. 14-0 Panthers, third down and goal for Floyd Central at the four. One wide left, two wide right. Shotgun for Polk. He's got right to his left this time. Now looking, there's a snap, and now it's going to be the it's going to be the quarterback keeper into the end zone for the touchdown. So Tristan Polk, a four-yard touchdown run, gets the Highlanders on the board. It is 14-6, Elder pending this extra point. And good blocking up front by Floyd Central. The, the offensive line is able to get to Elder into their pads before the defense could. A couple of key blocks up there to open the, the lane. So Floyd Central's offensive line did a fantastic job just making sure they got a hat on a hat, letting Polk go ahead and get into the end zone. Max Grangler will look to add this extra point for Floyd Central. The kick is up, and it is blocked. It's off to the right side, and so with 3.50 to go in the opening quarter, it's Elder 14 and Floyd Central 6. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. We're at the Pitt at Elder High School, and it's been a good one so far. The Panthers have a 14-6 lead, a quick first quarter, 3.50 remaining. Floyd Central gets a four-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, Tristan Polk, and the extra point was blocked, and it is now 14-6. So uh, good so far, Floyd Central has showed a lot of poise. Uh, they've they've got some big plays and get the touchdown. They went down the field pretty easily. Yeah, they, they have the power on offense. I mean, they, they've had some successful weeks previously coming in here, putting up big numbers, you know, both on a scoreboard but also yardage-wise. So their offense isn't shy about it. It just, again, it, sometimes you take those bus rides, your first series off the bus is not exactly what you imagine. But the second time out, you get a little bit more comfortable. Sabato and Ramsey deep for the Panthers on this kickoff, and it looks like Ramsey's going to take it at the 5. He's got it to the 10. He's at the 15. He's going to move to the right, and he gets the 18, the 20, still on his feet to the 24-yard line. So a good return by Drew Ramsey. Gets it out to the 24. Kind of had nothing and made a little something out of it. Blake Zender comes up with the tackle for for Floyd Central. and just want to give a, a big hello to all the uh, grads and fans who are watching at uh, Bailey Place tonight, tuning in. I know there's a lot of people tuning in uh, around 
the west side with uh, our our new situations here. So we thank you for uh, watching the broadcast and hope you're enjoying it. First down and 10 from the 23-yard line for the Panthers. 3.42 to go, first quarter. And it's Hamilton looking, throwing to the left side. It's Ramsey. Ramsey in the backfield to the 20. He's out to the 25 and out to the 27. A gain of four for that after that pass by Hamilton. So, again, a quick screen gets four yards. It'll be second down coming up. And finally run out of bounds on that play by Zach Hutzler for Floyd Central. But just nothing really there. I mean, it, it was kind of a slow-to-develop play. By the time he got over to the side, Larkins was, was trying to get a block. Uh, Neiman was trying to get a block and, and just not able to really spring anything. Second down and seven for the Panthers at the 26-yard line. 3.35 to go in the opening quarter. Hamilton at quarterback in the shotgun, three wide to the right. Now going to pitch it to the, to, it looks like, uh, gets Cooper Johnson, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, down the sidelines to the 40 yard line, maybe the 39 yard line for Cooper Johnson, the second, uh, nice run for Cooper Johnson in this game. I couldn't tell if it was Foles and Logan or Larkins in the same spot, but they both were, were blocking. I, I thought in Floyd Central, actually, they blocked them into one of their own guys, and, and that's what it was able to spring that run at the line of scrimmage. It looked like it was going to get snowed in, but just able to break one of the guys in pursuit, uh, and Elder picks, picks up a big game. 325 to go in the first quarter. First and 10 for the Panthers at the Floyd Central 39. Scotty Neiman and Sabato to the left side. They go right side. This time it's Lance Neville and Andrew Harp. Shotgun, it's Ramsey. Going to keep it himself inside the 40, and he's going to be the 35. Spins to the 30, to the 29, maybe the 28-yard line. A gain of at least nine. We'll see where they mark it. I think they're getting a second down and short coming up for the Panthers. So big, big plays on offense. Actually, now they're going to go ahead and move the sticks. So they're going to say he did pick it up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a total what we expected with this offense. We yeah. knew they had the big play capability, and they're just kind of rolling from last season. A lot of people question what would happen, but I think just the confidence between Ramsey and Hamilton and. and Johnson back there. It just gives them a lot of options. 14-6 Panthers. First and 10 at the 29. One wide to the left side and a fumble off the snap and it's going to be Floyd Central but there is a flag down on the play. I think they're going to say no play. Oh wait. They're going to give it to Floyd Central. So Floyd Central gets the fumble recovery. Not a very popular call on the elder sidelines. It was kind of tough to pick up, and then they threw the flag down. What was that flag on, Phil? Do you know? I, I didn't see it. It looked yeah. like looked like there was a shift on on the Panthers. That is what they called, and, and so therefore, you know, that's going to be declining. They're going to go ahead and take the ball. So quick turnaround on the field. This is exactly what. Floyd Central needs to see if they can get on the board before the end of this quarter. First and 10 at the 33, one wide to the right. They go right up the middle, and right's going to get to about the 31-yard line. So maybe the 32, but a loss of a yard on that play for Wankers right, the senior. And that's Willenborg and Stemmler on the tackle for the Panthers, uh, bringing him down for that loss. 2.30 to go in the opening quarter. The Panthers have a 14-6 lead. Both teams have now turned the ball over. Austin Wantrod picked up an interception earlier and a fumble recovery now for Floyd Central. Three wide receivers for Floyd Central to the left side and now one to the right. Polk in a quarterback in the shotgun formation. He's got right to his right and sets up looking. 
stepping up. He's he's running to his for his life, and he gets to about the 31-yard line. But it was Jack Willenberg who Willenberg who made a great play and got him from behind. Yeah, he came in pursuit, which flushed him out of the pocket, and then Elder was able to, to close on that. And just real quick, a score update: uh, Saint X and Lasalle are tied at three in the second quarter. With that, of course, Saint X comes into town next week. Always a good game. Yeah, Elder will have two GCL opponents right after this game is in St. X and Moeller. Back-to-back. Get them all out of the way, right, in this six-game season. Third down and 11 for Floyd Central at the 32. A minute 26 to go first quarter. Panthers have a 14-6 lead. Three wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Empty backfield for Polk. Steps up. He's at his 23. Now rolling to the right again. Stepping and throwing, and it is complete to the 42-yard line. And there's that man again. Eli Branham gets the reception four, but it's going to be short. It'll be fourth down coming up. Yeah, Elder only rushed three on that. Willenborg was almost able to get there and then making the play on that Sabato to bring him down. Just kind of got in front of him, but Elder forces the punt here at about midfield. So we'll, we'll see how, how this goes for the Panthers. Walker Jacobs will punt it. Jacoby, rather, will punt it. And setting up, it'll be Luke Flowers back for the Panthers at the 20-yard line. And a timeout. Tonight's game is brought to you by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. 39 seconds left in the opening quarter, a good entertaining first quarter. It started a little bit late, Phil, due to the bus not getting here on time. So we're about 15 to 20 minutes late. Yeah, and, and we also had senior night tonight. You know, we, we uh, honored the seniors uh, on the football team. We thank them and their parents, you know, especially the parents sending their, their sons to Elder High School. So that always a- a- adds a little bit of time uh, tonight into it. And that timeout Floyd Central had to take because they didn't have the right personnel on the field. They only had about 10 guys who were looking for somebody, so they went ahead and burned that timeout. Luke Flowers back deep for the Panthers. He's at his 24-yard line. The punter, Walker Jacoby, and they're going to fake it, and they try to get it, and the Panthers right on it, and Austin Wanstrott was right there. Yeah, I mean, that one was a pretty obvious fake as they basically had where the snap was going to go. It wouldn't even really be able to get back to the punter, and Elder's able to make the play. So taking your chances, you know, go ahead and take your chance. Uh, it's, again, we talked about that last week. With, with the, the type of season that we have yeah. in Ohio and everybody making the playoffs, you, you take your chances and see what you get. Elder got a fake fake one last week, uh, and so Floyd tries it, but this puts Elder uh, on the 40 looking in. And they set it up with 35 seconds. It's Hamilton stepping back. He's going to roll to his right. Throws his complete to Sabato at the 35, and he's at the 31-yard line, a gain of nine, with 25 seconds remaining in the opening quarter. Panthers have a 14-6 lead and moving the ball into Highlander territory. Great pressure by Trace Richards on that play to force Hamilton to get that quick throw out. So Elder looking to get one more play in here before the end of the quarter so they don't get a delay. Down to six seconds. They got Neiman off to the left side. They go Ramsey to the right, down to one second, and that'll do it. That is the end of the first quarter of play. It's Elder Panthers 14, and it's Floyd Central 6. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. This is Father Andre Joseph LaCasa, St. Gertrude Church in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHS. S. Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at SacredHeartRadio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal at the pit at Elder High School. It is quarter number two, just getting ready to start up. The Panthers have a 14-6 lead. They have a second down and one at the Floyd Central 31-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the left side. They're going to line up with Hamilton in the wide receiver. It's going to be Ramsey. Ramsey's going to keep it inside the 25, and he's to the 21-yard line. A gain of 10 for Drew Ramsey and a first down for the Panthers. Ramsey already has a touchdown, a 46-yard touchdown catch from Ben Hamilton. And the Panthers will have a first and 10. They'll mark it right outside, uh, right around the 20-yard line is where that little uh, orange Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they've basically been throwing the beanbag yeah, down, beanbag? and it's been it's actually worked really well. Yeah. I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical of it at first, but it worked great last week, and it's done great tonight. First and 10 at the 20. Panthers line up with Ramsey at quarterback. He's got Cooper Johnson to his left. They give to Sabato to the right inside the 20. He's at the 15, and he's going to be out of bounds at the 13-yard line, a gain of seven yards for Marco Sabato, and he's done a really good job. Uh, in that role, in the little slot, he does. Uh, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He does a really good job. He's got great speed getting around the edge. I mean, that's just what he he does really well when he gets that edge and gets around. So that's that's one of the big things that he is able to do is bring that aspect to the Panthers' offense of just that extra speed when he does get to the open field. Second and four from the 15. They line up Neiman to the left. They've got three, now two wide receivers. They go with Cooper Johnson in motion, and it's Ramsey at a quarterback. Ramsey's going to roll to his left. He's going to pitch it. It's Cooper Johnson inside the 10, and he's to the five-yard line, a gain of 10, and it'll be a first and goal for the Elder Panthers. Great read on that, and it's just deciding whether you're going to throw it outside and let Sabato take it, or you're going to go ahead and, and throw that on the inside and just take the quick run. Everybody jumped the other way. So Elder making some good reads off of this Floyd Central defense. Elder with a 14-6 lead, but they have a first and goal at the Floyd Central five-yard line. They line up with Andrew Harp wide to the right along with Ramsey. they got Neiman to the left, Hamilton at quarterback, and now looking gives it to Cooper Johnson, and Cooper Johnson's going to run into the end zone for touchdown number two of the night. For Cooper Johnson, this time a three-yard, t- a four-yard touchdown run again. 
And just going back to what's been working, I mean, they, they're getting some great blocks up front. You know, Elder's offensive line, another one of the things that was a question mark coming into the season. I think they've been doing a great job really opening up lanes for this high-powered offense. It helps when you have three runners that, that can create, you know, different spots in Hamilton who likes to sit in that pocket. So the offensive line has really been doing a great job with that. Andrew Mueller will look to add the extra point, and this one is up and good. So with 10.47 to go in quarter number two, it's the Elder Panthers 21 and Floyd Central 6. We'll take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And it's another touchdown for the Elder Panthers. They lead it 21-7, to a four-yard touchdown run this time. Cooper Johnson, his second touchdown of the game at 10:47 mark. And the Panthers, and they had a fumble recovery with that Floyd Central, and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't capitalize as a, it was a fake punt also. And Elder stopped him, and then Elder gets the football and... Nice little drive and gets Cooper Johnson with a touchdown there. Mueller will look uh, and now kick this one off. It's going to bounce, and this one's going to go out of bounds. So a penalty for the Elder Panthers. Don't want to do that. You don't want to kick the ball out of bounds. Yeah, give it, give us some nice, easy field position. Especially this team, uh, as uh, we've seen Floyd Central been able to move the football up and down the field. Tonight's game is brought to you by Ron's Roost Restaurant and Pub, a West Side landmark for over 60 years. And they're proud to sponsor Elder Football, a new sponsor besides the city's best fried chicken. The Roost also features barbecued ribs, German sauerbraten, burgers, wings, homemade Saratoga trips, coleslaw, and cream pies. Enjoy the patio, 20 TVs, race road in Bridgetown, Ron's Roost. It's clucking good. 10.47 remaining in the second quarter. Three wide to the left. They go a first and 10 at the 35. And now they give to right, and he gets nowhere. He's taken down at the 32, right around the 32-yard line. So a loss of a couple on first down, this time for Wanker's right. And Samari Freeman comes up and finishes off the tackle for the Panthers. So he, he's getting involved up front. Uh, Elder forcing into a second and long. I mean, I, I really like Elder's defense. They've been doing a good job of closing in uh, early on on those, you know, short runs. They're doing a good job and contain. And those are the little things you just got to keep getting better at week after week. Second and 11 from the 34, three wide to the right, one to the left side. It's setting up Polk looking to throw, and it's complete about the 40-yard line. This time it's going to be Jack Jake Hortz. And that's Luke Flowers cleans that one up for the Panthers, making the tackle. Uh, it puts him in a, a third and five situation. So very manageable here with this this offense that Floyd has. But Elder's defense has also shown they've been able to make some big plays. So what the question will be is, is are they going to put it on the ground or are they going to try to go outside as they spread it out? Third and five from the 40. Three wide looks like to the left and one to the right side. Polk shotgun. He's got right over to the left side. Now looking to throw. It is incomplete. It'll be a fourth down coming up. It was intended for Caleb Quinesha. Chris Kammerer in coverage for the Panthers, and Floyd's going to go ahead and bring out the punting unit. Yeah, this time they'll probably punt this one away, Phil. I don't oh, think yeah. going to try a fake. Flowers will line up uh, for, for the Panthers. 
as Floyd Cesar from left to right they go. Their punter, Walt, Walt, Walker Jacoby, he's going to line up at his 25-yard line. Flowers at his 24. A fourth and five for Floyd Central. 21-6 Panthers with the lead. The kick almost blocks Sabato. Got in there, and the kick is caught about the 35 to the 40. Flowers gets to the 46-yard line. There is a flag down back at the 36-yard line. Probably coming back a little bit, Phil. Yeah, I think this one, they're going to mark it. But the Panthers will get the football, a first down and 10. We'll see where they, they mark it. Tonight's game brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud supporter of Elder Sports on the radio. Now Kelsey Chevrolet, lifetime powertrain protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at, at Kelsey Chevrolet. Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or KelseyChev.com. That's C-H-E-V dot com. 9.20 to go. The Panthers left to move it back to the 25-yard line. We're at 9.20 in the second quarter. Panthers have a 21-6 lead if you're just joining us. Game started about 20 minutes behind due to some traffic. Floyd Central getting here, and uh, so we're a little bit behind schedule here. But it's a first and 10 at the 25 for the Panthers. One wide receiver to the right, three now to the left side. Sabato goes in motion to the right. Shotgun, it's Ramsey in at quarterback. And now back Sabato the other way. Sabato's going to fake it, and it's going to be picked up by Ramsey. 25. Ramsey to the 30. 35. 40. He's got a block. He's going to decide to go out of bounds at around the 47-yard line. Nice run by Drew Ramsey. And Ramsey pulled that one completely out of Sabato's gut. I think Sabato is about to take it, and Ramsey just saw that that side of the field, the right side of the field, was was a little bit lighter. So he took the run, but he also was aided by blocks down a block downfield by Scotty Neiman that helped him to pick the, pick that big one up and only be forced out of bounds by Floyd Central. So the Panthers, you know, after the the ten yard holding on the punt return, earn it all back and some. First and ten for the Panthers at the 46-yard line. They they line up now this time with Hamilton. Hamilton's going to run it back to about 35, look to throw down the field. He looks, it is complete. It's set up there. It's Lance Neville down the sidelines for the touchdown. Wow, just like that, 54 yards and a touchdown. Just trying to jump the route. Floyd Central did, and Neville just stayed with the ball. Ben Hamilton, though, that's the bigger point. Ben Hamilton threw a great pass on the run. Just threw that ball off of his front foot. Uh, just very confident in there on that toss. Nice job by Ben Hamilton. I mean, that's also what he brings to it, is he can make those throws. He can make those throws on the move, free downfield. So the Panthers with a quick score after forcing the punt. And they'll look to add this extra point. Mueller with one shot to hold. The kick is up, and this one is good. So with nine minutes to play in the second quarter, Elder with a 28-6 lead. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. 
Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal at the Pitt at Elder High School on a Friday night Labor Day weekend. And Elder doing a working job so far. They lead it 28-7. to This time a 54-yard touchdown. Lance Neville gets his first touchdown of the season uh, from Ben Hamilton. And that's Hamilton's second touchdown pass of the game. But you mentioned it, Phil. The throws that he can make, I am so impressed with his first two starts. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're great throws. They're on the money. And at the same time, too, I mean, he can throw on the move. So it's not like he always has to be in a certain spot. So that, that's great for the elder offense. Mueller with a short kick up, taking it about the 16-yard line out to the 20 before he is taken down. And that time for Floyd Central, number 23. And that's going to be Colin Cummings got the kickoff that time so the Panthers uh defense on the field this time leading at 28 to 6 Floyd Central's only touchdown coming on a Polk four-yard touchdown run and the extra point was blocked at 350 of the first quarter but the Panthers score the last two touchdowns Cooper Johnson and now Lance Neville so a first and 10 for Floyd Central at the 23-yard line, their own 23, from left to right. Two wide receivers to the left, three to the right. So nobody in the backfield. They're going to go in motion this time with right. That's going to be a quarterback keeper, and he gets to about the 23-yard line. Austin Wanstrott, who is all over the place tonight, makes another tackle, Phil. Yeah, Wani comes up and just good job, wraps up right away on that play. But Elder just not fooled by all, all the window dressing and motion on that one. They brought some guys in. Some guys came down in coverage. You know, the proximity that we are to the coaches, sometimes you can hear when they're saying, like, well, what, wait, what's he doing? Uh, and, you know, but Elder was, was not fooled by that window dressing on that play and holds them for a very, very short gain, if any. Second and ten, they mark it at the 23, one wide to the left, three to the right. They go in motion this time. And now looking and the fake, and they're going to throw it to the right side, complete to the 20, to the 25, and out to the 29-yard line. Caleb Quenchet uh, is how I think they are pronouncing it. Quenchet with the reception, 7.55 to go in the second quarter. Elder with a 28-6 lead. Nicholas Path came up and made the, the play for the Panthers. Luke Flowers looked to try to make the initial play, but a good block by Floyd Central took him out of it, enabled them to make this a much more manageable third down. Third and five from the 29. Three wide to the left side and now one to the right. They go, they line up with right in the backfield. Shotgun. For Polk. Polk's going to step up. He's at his 20. Now looks to throw. Almost intercepted. A good defensive play by the Panthers. Kyrgios George. Yeah, Yako comes yeah, up Yakov. and gets his gets his hand on that one. Almost surprised when it came through, but the Panthers forcing another punt. So a fourth and five, as you mentioned, Phil. They will punt it away. Flowers will look to get this punt again. The lineup at the 29, the punter will be at his own 11-yard line, Walker Jacoby. On this fourth and five for the 29 at the 14, he looks to kick this one. It's a pretty good kick this time. Fair catch called for at the 37-yard line by Flowers. So Panthers, good start, 28-6 lead. It's been Their offense and defense has been good tonight. 
Yeah, the the Panthers on that one, too, tried to bring the house a little bit on the block. I think the last time through they saw they might be able to get back there with Sabato was pretty close on the on the last punt. So they tried again to see if you rush it. Because that's the other thing at this level. Sometimes you just have to rush the punter. It's not even so much that you're going to get a piece. You know, we're still dealing with high school kids here. These, these aren't professional athletes. So sometimes even just a little bit of pressure forces a bad punt. First and 10 at the 38. Two wide receivers for the Panthers to the right, two to the left. They go Sabato in motion. Rams the quarterback the fake to him Ramsey's going to keep it he's going to run wide and then tackled right around the 39 yard line so a gain of maybe a yard if he got that he was looking for a lot more than that I'll tell you yeah and really I mean Elder for a draw they were downfield with with some pretty heavy blocks until Caleb Slaughter I mean he was able to break off and come make a quick play and get a good tackle so that that wasn't much more at first I thought this was going to be a big gain because of how far they had already gotten downfield on the draw blocks second and eight for the Panthers they'll mark it right around the 40 yard line and two wide receivers to the right two to the left side Hamilton quarterback sets up in the pocket, throws complete to Ramsey, and he's into Floyd Central territory at the 46-yard line, a first-down reception for Drew Ramsey. And another score update, St. X 10, LaSalle 3 with 128 to go in the second quarter. And that's another exciting game in the GCL tonight, so that's good football, St. X and LaSalle. 6.20 to go. Here in the second quarter, one wide, make that two now to the right, two to the left side. Shotgun for Hamilton. Hamilton steps up in the pocket, has got time, throws to Ramsey, completed the 40, 35, and he's out to the 33-yard line, a gain of a dozen on first down. Jordan Fonda on the stop with a couple other of the uh, Highlander teammates making a play. But Elder just offensively is just kind of doing what they want to do. I mean, they really... Uh, with the exception of that, that fumble, offensively they seemed to, to be rolling right where they left off uh, against LaSalle. And, you know, that was a question, too, last week against LaSalle. There were a lot of people who expected Elder to not really put up seven points in that game, but, you know, to put up put a 52. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just absolutely amazing. First and ten at the 33. Hamilton give his time to Cooper Johnson inside the 30. He's out to the 27-yard line, a gain of six on first down for Cooper Johnson. And what I've noticed about this team, you know, and we look at, of course, it's hard to compare teams, but this team is just as explosive, I think, as a year ago. I agree. I mean, I think there were just a lot of question marks because you lost some key names and you lost different guys, but guys stepped up uh, in great off-seasons, great great size up front still, and they've really been able to to do – very similar stuff to last year. Second and four from the 27. Hamilton looks to throw. It is complete to Ramsey inside the 20 to the 15 to the 13-yard line. A 14-yard reception for Drew Ramsey. And Ramsey is doing whatever he wants to do. He had a 46-yard touchdown reception earlier for a touchdown. And Ramsey just continues to make plays. And another good read by Ben Hamilton on that one, too, to, to pick it out, pull it out of Sabato's gut, and hit Ramsey downfield. And I like that they have that option. And you know, too, the other thing that's good is they all got that trust in each other to, to pull the ball out. You know, there are some teams that would be a fumble city uh, uh, for them. But right now, I mean, Elder's showing that this is something they work on on a day-to-day basis. Larkin and Neiman in the wide receiver along with Ramsey to the left side. Cooper Johnson in the backfield. Hamilton looks, and he's going to keep it himself. Fumbles the football, and Floyd Central looks like, let's see, he bounced out of their hands. And I don't know. It might have went back to Elder, but let's see. Yeah, Elder was I able to. So. 
to get on that. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was Will, yeah, Will, Will Singler. Singler, yeah, came came up with a football on the bottom of that pile. And, and I'm starting to realize more and more. And I need to stop saying it. Every time I talk about ball security, it's usually a player two later. Uh, I got I'm removing my foot. Yeah. Um, but on that one, Ben Hamilton looking to, to decide whether he's going to pitch that one out and just holding that ball in front of him. And just when he got hit, Floyd Central was not fooled. Three guys hit him at once. That ball is just going to pop. Second and 15 from the 19. Three wide receivers to the left, including Drew Ramsey. Hamilton looking to the right. Looking still to the right, going to run it inside the 20. And he gets to the 16-yard uh, line, a gain of three. It'll be third down and long for the Panthers coming up with 3.35 to go in the second quarter. Panthers have a 28-6 lead with this 3.32 to go. Coming up at halftime, the guys will do... Uh, they will set up the halftime show. It's the Caldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report with Mark Bangle, Steve Bangle, and Tom Kennedy. The best show in the business coming up in a couple of minutes here. It's that third and a dozen from the 17-yard line. Panthers, two wide receivers to the left. Now they're going to line up with Larkin to the left side as well. And now rolling, it's going to be Hamilton. Looking to throw in the end zone, looking for Ramsey, and does he catch it? He does, but does he stay in bounds? No. He's going to be in the back of the end zone and just couldn't keep his feet down, but that was a tremendous catch. Yeah, and great coverage there for Floyd Central. Zach Hutzler was on the on the coverage, able to break it up. That ball is just a it's just a, a tough one for Ramsey to make a good catch on and get in bounds, but also great coverage. So the Panthers looking at fourth down here, uh, going to run the guys out, going to go ahead and go for it. Um, yeah, why not? Right at this point, with 2:55 to go in the second quarter, you got a 28 to six lead, and try to run some plays here. One of the things is, you know. Well, and here's the interesting thing, too. Elder, because they're officials, they throw the beanbag. They retrieve the ball. They don't. T- the officials don't touch the ball. Elder's got to go get it. Elder left it lane in the left corner of the end zone, so they had to go get it before they can put the clock, you know, put the play clock in. 2020 continues to amaze us. Fourth and 12 at the 17-yard line. Hamilton looking to throw. He's got time, stepping in the pocket, throwing in the end zone, and it is intercepted in the end zone. So it'll be, oh, they're going to say incomplete. Yeah, hit the ground. Yeah. It was incomplete, but just broken up on that play. Uh, I think that was number 17 for Floyd Central. Jordan Fonda uh, came up with that one, but several guys, just Hamilton trying to throw across to Scotty Neiman, just not able to complete that pass. But, again, you're taking that chance. There's 2.47 to go. You know you're going to pin them inside the 20 if you don't get it. So it might as well take the shot. Uh, and again, this is a this would be a big drive for Floyd Central because they're set to to receive the the third quarter kickoff. So if they could get a score here, that'd be big. First and ten from the 17 for Floyd Central, two wide left, and now they give up the middle to right. Right crosses the 20 to the 22 yard line, a gain of about five on first down for Wright, who's had a good game. Winker's right. He had a big run earlier. Football, yeah, go ahead. Yaka Georges with the tackle for the Panthers. Yeah, Georges uh, made another good tackle. That's a second uh, big tackle for him. Second and five from the 22 for Floyd Central. Elder with a 28-6 to lead. One wide to the left, two wide receivers to the right side. Shotgun for Polk to give to right up the middle, and Wright's going to run into a brick wall at about the 24-yard line. 
and nothing much doing. And one of the Nicholas Paff was in there and, and made the tackle, along with a bunch of others. Yeah, they're going to mark him right at about the 25-yard line here, making it a, a third and, and short. When We know they can pick this up. They've shown it before between you know Polk being able to run the football and right. They, they, this should be a very manageable third down. Third and two from the 25-yard line for Floyd Central. 139 remaining in the second quarter. Panthers have a 28-6 lead. Two wide to the left side, one to the right. Shotgun for Polk. The give up the middle, and it's right, and right crosses the 25 to about the 28-yard line. And that is a first down for Floyd Central for a gain of three and a first down with a minute 25 to go. As they get ready to set this up with a minute 24, Floyd Central, as you mentioned, Phil, they need to get some points here on this drive. Yeah, two timeouts. Remember, they had to burn one earlier on a punt, so they got two timeouts. So look look for them to start working those once they get under a minute. And you'd watch this uh, long pass here. They've got Eli Brom lined up wide to the right side, two wide to the left, rolling to his left, looking. And now looking and still with it and steps up and throws. It is intercepted. The Elder Panthers going the other way. J.T. Miller inside the 20. And he's at the 17-yard line. And there's a flag down right at the 17. Some extra stuff going on there. Well, we're going to get there. There's a flag at the middle of the field. And there's a flag at the end where I think he got the back of his helmet on the tackle. But we're, we'll see. They'll, uh, they'll run these two out there. Actually, only about five yards apart. Uh, one was about at the 25 at the right hash mark. The other were all, almost over to the sideline, elder sideline, on the 20. So let's let's see what the the call is here. Yeah, second interception of the night for the Panthers. Austin Wanstrot had one earlier, and JT Miller gets a big yeah, interception. And he came up, he, he jumped the route, got in front of it, and, and makes a, a a great play. Which again, they're looking downfield. You can tell Polk didn't like what he saw, and it also was brought on. He had to throw the ball quick because Willenborg provided the pressure. He got back there, made him uncomfortable. And yes, look, now they're coming over to talk to Coach Ramsey. So, let's, yeah, let's see what. The, so they they're all kind of talking. So we definitely got a we definitely have a, a personal foul on Floyd. I think for the tackle at the end. I didn't see what the what they signaled for the flag in the middle of the field yet. So probably offsetting here. One thing, uh, while we have a second here, you know, I've really been impressed with Jack Willenborg in the first two games. He, he has had a lot of key stuff, almost had a sack there, as you mentioned. He's not going to get credited for a sack there, but J.T. Miller gets the interception, and that was a big play. So offsetting. It's offsetting penalty, so Elder will uh... – 50 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Again, coming up at halftime, the Cole Banker West Shell halftime report with Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, and Tom Kennedy coming up at halftime. Panthers with a 28-6 lead. They have the football, and they're going to mark the football at the 39-yard line. So it'll be a first and 10 at the 39. Wait, check that. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Looked yeah. like they set up their three wide receivers to the right. 
Now two to the left, empty backfield for Hamilton, and the blitz comes, and then they see it's Larkin. Larkin gets it to the 30. He's at the 25. He's down to the 20, still with people on his feet to the 16-yard line before he gets out of bounds. Nice 23 yards for David Larkin. Nice tight end screen. I mean, we, yeah. we've seen that one before last year. Alder ran it with success. Larkin's with a big body across the middle, easy to find, but then getting downfield, hard to bring him down. He gets out of bounds and stops the clock, but get able to get that, that football all the way down to the 17. So the Panthers, but remember, 40 seconds go. Panthers still got all three of their timeouts. So there's tons of time here for Elder's offense. First and 10 at the 17. Scotty Neiman lined up wide to the right. Sabato with him. And Lance Mueller, check that, Neville will line up to the left. Here's Hamilton throwing in the end zone. It's a touchdown. Is that Scotty Neiman again? It is Scotty Neiman. A touchdown reception. Scotty Neiman of 17 yards. Just just a, a perfect throw, too, by Ben Hamilton. I mean, just, just commanding in that pocket, getting that ball out there, throwing it into a little bit of traffic, and then, and then Neiman's able to go ahead and bring that one in for a touchdown. And you can't forget about the offensive line that, that's been given Hamilton some time on these throws. So just really, really good offense for the Panthers. Here comes the snap. Wantrot to hold. Mueller's kick is up and good. 35 seconds remaining in the second quarter. It's Elder, 35, and Floyd Central 6. We'll take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Del High, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Uh, second quarter just about over, but the Elder Panthers score on a 17-yard touchdown catch. Scotty Neiman uh, on that from Ben Hamilton, and Hamilton has already thrown uh, three touchdowns, I believe. I've got him credited for a, a 46-yarder to Ramsey, a 54-yarder to Lance Neville, and a 17-yarder to Scotty Neiman. All the all the question marks you had about Elder's offense, I think anybody who was a naysayer has been proven wrong in the last two weeks. I'm sure there'll still be somebody who says, "Well, this, that, other." I, I mean, you can't ask for more. I mean, 52 points last week. Now we're at 35, and it's it's not even halftime. Right, so the Panthers' offense has been able to do what we expected of them. Mueller will show a short kick this time about the 20 to 17 yard line, taken at the 25, and now outside to the 30 yard line by number 23, Colin Cummings. And Cummings gets the Floyd Central team, and uh, you know they've got to be a little dejected here. They've had, they've moved the football, they've had some good plays. Unfortunately, two interceptions. Uh, they've and they went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. So it's been a couple of things here and there. Otherwise, they might have you know 14 points or so or 21 points. Yeah, we knew coming into the game that they, they were very, very talented team with with a lot of weapons and able to. We saw you know they were able to throw the ball down the field right away pretty early. You know Wright has had some decent runs, but they just haven't been able to put together a, a full series since they got into the end zone last. Elder's defense has really sniffed out a, a lot of what was causing them problems. Early. Polk shotgun, first and 10 at the 31-yard line with 29 ticks of the clock left. Wright gets the handoff, and he goes across the 30 to about the 33-yard line. 
And it's Flowers on the tackle along with Nicholas Paff, who continues to impress. And Elder did a good job taking on those those two guys pulling from the left side of the line and not allowing that to be a much bigger run for right as the clock ticks below five seconds here. Set up here with two seconds, one, and that will do it. That is the end of the first half of play with the score. The Elder Panthers 35 and Floyd Central 6. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with the Caldwell Banker West Show halftime report with the guys on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Colerain and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Colerain Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. Hey, Panther fans. The doctors of the West Side Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry. Doctors Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our West Side office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. <gasps> Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. <laughs> And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. This is Deacon Mark Machuga, Director of the Office of the Diaconate. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And as he said, this halftime report is brought to you by Colwell Banker West Shell. 
And boy, do we have another beautiful sunset off to the west there. And uh, what do you say, Steve? I was say it's just 10-minute halftime. So, oh, we yeah. got to be quick. All yeah, right. And, just... uh, uh, yeah, th- this is a short, abbreviated halftime report. But, Steve, let's go to you first to uh, get people caught up on some local scores. Well, first, I want to say hi to my grandson, Stephen, who's uh, out there listening in Cheviot. So, hey, Stephen, how you doing? All right. In GCL South action. Uh, at halftime, it's St. X Bombers 10, LaSalle Lancers 3. Wow. Uh, and, you know, a, a hard-fought defensive struggle out there, just what you would expect from the highly touted LaSalle defense that we heard about last week, didn't see, heard about. And uh, the, the Steve Specks always run, runs on defense. So uh, that's kind of what's going on there. The game you're hearing right here on Prep Sports Radio Network, Elder 35, Floyd Central 6. Moeller and East Central out at East Central. East Central's up seven to nothing over Moeller right now, near the half. Fairfield twenty-eight, Middletown six, Lakota West fourteen, Hamilton seven. Oak Hills Colerain uh, nodded at zero, uh, at least late near near the, the beginning of the second quarter. We don't have a whole lot of uh, information on that one. Princeton fourteen, Sycamore seven. In the Eastern Cincinnati Conference action, it's Lebanon 14, Winton Woods 7. Welcome to the ECC, Winton Woods. In CH, in Cincinnati Hills League actions, Reading 27, Finneytown 6, Southwest Ohio Conference, Mount Healthy 13, Edgewood nothing, Talawanda 14, Harrison nothing. And if Talawanda can hang on here, this will be the first time this century that Talawanda's beaten Harrison. So uh, the Braves wow. uh, looking for to, to break a... a a 20-year streak. Uh, and GCL co-ed action, Baden 7, Alter 3. Uh, McNick 17, Fenwick nothing. Miami Valley Conference action, Scarlet. It's uh, Roger Bacon 35, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 7. Lachlan 12, Miami Valley Christian Academy nothing. It's uh, Norwood 21, Summit Country Day 13. Southern Buckeye Conference, Bethel Tate over East Clinton, 14 to 8. Clinton Massey all over Goshen, 35 to nothing. Monroe over Valley View, another action, 7 to 3. In Indiana, Lawrenceburg, 27 mile and nothing. It's Oldenburg Academy, 30. Edinburgh, uh, 18 or 12. And uh, Greensburg over Connorsville right now, 13 to 12 out at Greensburg. And those are all the scores we have. Right now at or near the half, as we like to say. And uh, we'll be following up on a lot of those and filling out the picture later on tonight at Prep Sports Radio game night up at La Rosa's. And Join the us. clock is going quickly. I'm going to head it over <laughs> to my buddy Tom Kennedy. Tom, uh, your thoughts and impressions uh, in the first half. Yeah, uh, my thoughts were this team uh, is very cohesive, and there's really not a lot of drop-off from last year. The guys were talking about it on the air during the game in the first half, Phil specifically about you know Ben Hamilton he's really taking his team under his wing and he's a leader and the thing that I'm really happy about seeing what he can do is his his elusiveness and um, you know he's thrown on the run and and he's really pinpointing those passes into some tough uh, positions right now he's got three touchdown passes 11 for 13 269 yards 269 yards in the first half in the first half last week for the entire game against LaSalle, he was 19 for 26 for 253 and also three touchdowns. So. Which was, he was the leading passer in the in the GCL. And uh, with this at, in the first half, he could really uh, start padding yeah. some numbers up there. He, he really can. And uh, 
Phil also mentioned that there's great size up front with the offensive line, and that's so key because, you know, Ben Hamilton back there in the pocket, it's like making a ham sandwich back there. He can do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it, and he doesn't feel rushed. And he's making great decisions. Scotty Neiman, again, with a uh, a really fine first half with a touchdown reception, made one over the shoulder again. Uh, He's he's just having really, really a lot of fun this year, and and, and it's fun to see. And one thing I wanted to mention was, uh, uh, you know, he's had had a lot of good uh, uh, input from other seniors over the years, and uh, especially Joe Royer. Uh, been really good to uh, Scotty, showing him the ropes in, during the basketball season, and uh, and also uh, Dakota Postal from last year, from the football side, uh, showing him a lot of the ins and outs. And you guys, Mark, you know that means so much, <laughs> and does. especially for this type of team, this type of community, the Elder High School is, is when you have that. It's not about me; it's about we. So they're willing to share what they know, what they've learned over the years to make their brethren behind them that much better. Let's run down some other stats real quick because we only got two minutes and we got to go run through the keys real quick. But, yeah, there's some okay, big, yeah. big numbers here, Tom. Uh, uh, Cooper Johnson, six carries, 67 yards uh, and two touchdowns. And Drew Ramsey, five receptions, 89 yards, and also one touchdown. Wow. Let's go look at the keys, Steve. Uh, obviously, uh, the folks from Floyd Central, uh, big deficit here. What do they want to get out of this in the second half? I think keys to the game for Floyd Central is now they, they need to learn. Uh, learn what what they can do. Learn how they can have, maintain composure. They've not been down like this at all this year. Last year, they won the sectional championship 5A and, and, and moved on in the playoffs. So it's basically learn composure, kind of get get it under under you know, your feet under you. You get the ball the first drive, put together something, and, and go out of here with your head held high, and, and you know play a tough game that way. I think that's what they can. Um, that's what they, you know, what they they need to do to get out of here. I, I think their keys. I think the game. I don't think it's lost, but I think there's no way to stop this elders offense uh, from what I'm seeing right now. Two game, you know, they're halfway through the second game. They've already scored 87 points for the year. Um, pretty impressive out, output and pretty impressive offense. Yeah, one quick thing I like to note is this is a very good team uh, uh, from Floyd Central, but it reminds me from college when you have a power five conference team like Ohio State and a group of five team like University of Cincinnati. The power, five, the, the power Five conferences have the big lines, the big offensive line, the big defensive line, and the uh, Group of Five teams don't have the size, but they, you can get the skill players. This, this uh, Floyd team, great quarterback, great running back, good receivers, but I think Elder's making the difference in the trenches, and it's yeah, showing are. up. Yeah, they are. Well, look, man, that's about all the time we got here. Uh, Tom, Steve, and I will be heading out to La Rosa's in a, in a little while. Uh, so I hope to see you out there and join us. We're going to head this back over to Lynn Harvey. And Unless Phil my car Bangle. caught on fire. I mean, yeah. happy that there was, yeah. a, there we was tremendous watching. smoke we were watching right about where my car was parked. <laughs> yeah. So if it's not there, um, well, you know, somebody else might be two of us. There's always a Uber. <laughs> all right, well, that's all the time we have here. Uh, you're listening to Coldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report. And like I said, stay tuned for Lenny and Phil right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network.
Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. For an easy shot. Shopping experience and unbelievable deals. It's Joseph Toyota on Coleraine and josephtoyota.com. By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Nine, nine. I'm Father Jacob Vargas from St. Peter and Paul, California, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at the pit at Elder High School. It has been a 35-6 to lead for the Elder Panthers. And uh, touchdown passes for Ben Hamilton, a 46-yard touchdown to Drew Ramsey. He also threw a 54-yarder to Lance Neville, and then a 17-yarder to Scotty Neiman. Meanwhile, Cooper Johnson rushed for two touchdowns in the first half, and it has been just a good first half in general. J.T. Miller with a big interception for the Elder Panthers. Austin Wanstrop with an interception. Elders had one turnover, a fumble recovery. Uh, by Floyd Central. They had another fumble that was recovered by the themselves, but uh, 35-6, to Elder with the lead here in the third quarter. Tonight's game brought to you by Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Football season begins, as always, hot and humid, then finishes cold and frigid. Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They've been family-owned and operated since 1954, and they'll give you the straight answers and the help you've been looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, proud to support Elder Football. Another great first half. So two uh, games on the Elder schedule, and they have just been offensively. Uh, in this game, they're playing both offensive and defense, but it's been been a great start for the Panthers. The offense, when we keep saying it sounds like a broken record, I mean, they came out both games and I think exceeding expectations. I've been really impressed with the offensive line. I mean, they got great size, but they're just doing simple things. I mean, that, that's all you really have to do up front. You don't have to do a lot of crazy blocking schemes. It's just very simple. Make sure you're following your assignments and, and holding out those blocks as long as you, you're 
you're being told during the week. So the Panthers, I think, are doing great on offense, and I think the defense is really coming around too. And Mueller kicks off to Floyd Central from right to left they go, and Floyd Central will go from left to right, and they get it to about the 29-yard line carried by number 36, and that's Trace Richards for the carry for Floyd Central. 35-6, Elder Panthers with the lead with the with their home purple jerseys, the purple pants, and we're going to get a false start. They're running the clock, continues to run. It's a running clock. I apologize. Sorry. I, I can't. I, I'm apparently, it's been, it's only been two games and I haven't figured this out yet. Uh, first and 10 at the 29-yard line, one wide to the left on this running clock. And Wright gets a big handoff, 40, and he's going to take this one to the house. 71 yards by Wright. So right off the bat, a touchdown. And that clock is going to stop running now Yeah. Uh, at that point. But Wright does a good job getting outside, following his blockers. Uh, Elder's defense wasn't able to, to get off and squeeze and fill that gap. So Wright able to just break out down the field first play from the line of scrimmage. So because of the running clock, it ticks down to about 11:19. But that play only took about felt like 10 seconds. Yeah, you know, to get that down the field. So right, right away, they answer quick. So Elder's offense will, will come back out on the field and get another shot. But that just shows you the striking power that this team has had. And in their previous weeks, I mean, they, they've put up points that have put them into that situation where they roll in here 2-0, and you know, 42 points in, uh, in 41 points in their, in their previous games. So they have the ability to score. And they're going to go for two here, 35-12. to 12. They set up shotgun. They got two wide, make that three to the left side. They fake to right. The throw to the right side is complete. And it is a touchdown. A two-point conversion by number 14, Caleb Quineset. So a two-point conversion is good, so it's 35-14. to 14. We'll take a timeout here with 11-19 to go in the, in the third quarter on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth on Harvey and Phil Bengal here at the pit. We had running clock for a moment, and right away, a 71-yard touchdown by Wright, and it is 35-14 after the two-point conversion. So... It'll be a kickoff attempt by Max Krangler. He will kick off from left to right for Floyd Central, wearing the white jerseys, the green pants, the green helmet with the yellow stripe along the middle. And here's the kickoff, and it's taken deep back. Sabato at the 2. Sabato across the 5 to the 10. He's to the 15. He's getting outside of the 20. Upside now running to the 25 to the 26-yard line. Gain of 24 for Sabato on that return. So that, that big play, we'll see if that breathes some life into Floyd's defense. Maybe come out and, you know, hand Elder a, a little bit of a smack on the face who uh, possibly could have been thinking, like, oh, well, we got running clock. This is, this is going to be an easy second half. So Elder's offense better come out ready to go here. You know, it's the same guys, game, game starters, so they haven't, they haven't rolled anything different. 
So we'll see if Elder can, can bring it. Now, I guess they've agreed to continue to keep the clock rolling. Oh, at first and 10 at the 27 with 10.50 to go in the third. Two wide receivers to the right and one to the left and a little movement on Floyd Central, but they're going to say it's on Elder and going backwards. So Floyd Central gets a little bit of a break here as Elder's going to have to move it move it back. Tonight's game brought to you by Hoding Realtor. Proud to bring you Elder Panther football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these Elder grads and Hoding team members, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, and Mike Wright. And they run it to Ramsey across the 45, and Ramsey's going to get to the 46-yard line on that quick rollout with 10.20, and the clock uh, will stop for a second at 10.21, rather. So Ramsey gets 24 yards on that. A big play downfield. I mean, he was able to just continue to, to to roll around the outside with a lot of key blocks. But, you know, Drew Ramsey's been doing a great job uh, of being that guy, you know, that he was last year. I mean, he's just kind of picking up where, where he left off. And, you know, I think that, that confidence in with this group is really helped. So even like right now, you know, Drew Ramsey can go split out. Yeah, you got two wide to the right, one to the left side. Shotgun for Hamilton, the give to Cooper Johnson. Johnson gets inside the 50 to the 49-yard line where he gets stocked up there with 950. And apologies to Hoding Realty, as you can call Hoding Realty or all your real estate needs, at 451-4800. Or visit them on the web at Hoding.com, H-O-E-T-I-N-G.com. 9.35 to go, third quarter. Elder with a 35-14 to lead. And they have the football with a second and five at the 49-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Now it's Hamilton looking, throwing to the right. It's Ramsey complete at the 50. He's at the 45, the 40, 35, and he's out of bounds at the 33-yard line, taken out of bounds by Eli Branham of Floyd Central. Nice blocking on the outside, Neiman and Larkins. Guys up front giving plenty of time. Elder's just able to pick up big gains. Clock is rolling to the nine-minute mark. Uh, here, but Elder Elder's offense answering the call. They they get the defense gets scored on, but Elder's putting together a, a nice drive. First and ten at the thirty-five, almost like a run and shoot type of offense here. Two wide receivers to the left, two to the right side. They go Hamilton now. The fake to Ramsey. Hamilton looking to throw. He steps up into the pocket. Got a rush. Gets to the thirty-three yard line. A gain of two. It's not a sack, but they forced him to to move the pocket. And that was Spencer Dadat who, who made the play for Floyd Central. He was able to just shed his block. Larkins was blocking on the outside, didn't know Hamilton was breaking, and then he went inside to make the play. Normally those guys on the outside are always pushing out because they don't want to lose contain. So he, he could tell Hamilton was running, coming up right behind him. So he gets off. So it's, it's second and nine for the Panthers. Second and nine from the 34. Clock continues to run with the running clock at 8-10 remaining. Elder 35-14 lead. And Hamilton looking to throw. Steps up. Throws complete to Ramsey at the 20. 25 to the 23-yard line, a gain of 11, and that's enough for an Elder Panther first down. Jordan Fonda uh, on the play for the Highlanders, just getting down there. Ramsey, again, just finding space and making plays. Ben Hamilton sitting comfortably making that throw. There was some pressure provided, but it was a little bit late on that boot, and and Elder picks up the first down. First and 10 at the 23-yard line. 7.35 7.35 to go, third quarter. Hamilton gets the snap, looking to throw down the right side. He's got a man open, and it is, is it caught? It is! Touchdown, Scott 
Scotty Neiman, a one-handed grab in the right corner of the end zone. And a diving catch, that is. That was Andrew Harp. Oh, it was. I'm Actually sorry. out there. Neiman, oh. uh, Neiman wears 18. Harp is 16. Yeah, it, and uh, they're both wow. They're both about the same size, too. I believe that was Harp. Yeah, that's Andrew Harp. Andrew Harp. Andrew Harp makes the play. I mean, he stands at six foot five. Scott Neiman on the other side, six six. But Andrew Harp, man, what a play! What a grab! Just gets out there. That ball's thrown over his shoulder. He goes up and makes a play. Just reaches out with that with that big paw. Uh, I mean, that's another great catch we see these receivers making. But another great football thrown on that one as well. And Hamilton, and the extra point is good by Mueller. So with 7:24 left in the third quarter, Elder 42, and Floyd Central 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth and my apologies to Andrew Harp. It looked like in the right corner, it looked like Neiman. That was a tremendous catch in the right corner of the end zone, a diving one-handed stab, but it was Andrew Harp, 16, not 18, and I have to go get my eyes checked, apparently. <laughs> Just a big reach, but well, it's hard, I mean, to find, it's like, when you get guys like that, 18, 16, you know, on the side, and they're both about the same size, it gets tougher with these these jerseys, the way the numbers can bunch and up at times. that kick is going to go into the end zone, so with 7-19 to go here in the third quarter, Elder with a 42 Two fourteen lead, and then and Andrew Harp his touchdown, his first touchdown of the game. But Ben Hamilton just continues to amaze. He had a forty-six yard touchdown to Drew Ramsey. He had another uh, touchdown of fifty-four yards to Lance Neville, a seventeen-yarder to Scotty Neiman, and now a six a seventeen-yarder, uh, sixteen-yarder rather to uh, Andrew Harp. Seven eleven to go, third quarter, first and ten now for Floyd Central at their own twenty. Three wide receivers off to the left side. One make that two to the right. Shotgun formation setting up at about the fifteen yard line. And now the give to the left side is right, right inside the twenty. He's to the twenty five yard line. Gain of five on first down for Wanker's right. We're gonna get uh there's uh Laundry on the field on the far side after that play. Elders defensive backs ran back a little bit, but let's see what the. Uh... Yeah. yeah it is on the Panthers. Yeah, unsportsman or personal foul on the Panthers. Not an unsportsmanlike, but just a personal foul. I'm not sure. I didn't see it over there. It was, a, you know, the, the play ran to the left side as Winker went out. The Elders defensive backs got off on the outside thinking, you know, getting ready for one of those long passes again. But they uh, came when they came up to make the play, there was a whole host of guys there. Running clock with 6-10 to play in the third. Two wide receivers to the left. Now three to the right. Five wide for their quarterback. 
And setting up now at the 30 is going to be, uh, no, a good play. He got out of it. Wright gets the reception at the 44-yard line before he is taken down. And that's J.T. Miller, who had an interception right before halftime and now gets a big tackle there. Andrew Spinney looked like he was going to provide pressure and possibly bring him bring down Polk on that one. But he's able to stand stand tall in the pocket, make the play downfield, and then J.T. Miller keeps it from, from being too much larger of a game. 5.35 and counting here in the third quarter. Second down and seven for Floyd Central at the 43-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left, three to the right, five wide for Polk. In the backfield, the quarterback, right goes in motion, the fake to right, and now looking to throw. He's got all kinds of time. Throws it down the field. It is complete at the 17-yard line. And let's see, and they're going to rule him down. That's Zach Hutzler. And he makes a big catch there to the 17-yard line. He was able to get off of his defender, Luke Flowers, just get ahead of him step-by-step and Polk because of there wasn't much pressure from the elder line or linebackers. He's able to sit in the pocket and just kind of wait, 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 and then makes throws an excellent pass downfield to really flip it on the Panthers. First and 10 at the 17-yard line. Two wide receivers for the Highlanders to the right. Two to the left. They go in motion now, making it five wide with three to the right. Polk shotgun with a first and ten from the 17-yard line. He steps it around the 25 to the right corner of the end zone. The throw, it is almost intercepted, but it is incomplete with 4.25 to go here in the third. I believe that was Chris Cameron in coverage. For the Panthers? Yeah, I could not tell. It's the right corner. It's one blind spot that we do have here in the press box. <laughs> yeah, and being down here at this end. But Panthers able to break it up, trying to go for it on, on the first down, which, you know, you're you're at this point, you're inside the 20. And, yes, it, it was him, uh, Chris, who, who broke that, who almost had that interception. Uh, but, you know, why not take a shot on first down? Second and 10 from the 17 again. We'll set up one wide receiver to the left and two to the right. Polk, shotgun. He's got right in the backfield to give to right this time inside the 15, and right gets to about the 12-yard line, a gain of five. It'll be third down coming up for Floyd Central with 3.38 to go in the third quarter. Elder with a 42-14 lead. Coming up uh, after the game, don't forget to go to La Rosa's on Boudinot. La Rosa's makes it easy to order your favorite pizzas, a smartphone, or tablet. Go to LaRosa's.com. Order online or download our mobile app at LaRosa's.com. But Prep Sports Radio Network game night is uh, coming up after the game at La Rosa's on Boudinot, so make sure you show up for that. Third and six from the 14. Two wide receivers to the left and two to the right. Polk now sets up with that third and six. Rolls to his right, and he's going to be sacked back at the 26-yard line. And it's Galen Mitchell and, I believe, Zach Let's see, Jack Willenberg. Yep, Jack Willenberg got yeah. there too, but Galen Mitchell was there first on that play. You know, he's been making some bigger plays. Uh, he made a, a, a couple of them in the LaSalle game tonight. You know, we've called his name a few times, so Galen Mitchell, you know, ha- having a good start to his season. Fourth and 18, they have it at the 26, 238 and counting with the running clock here in the third quarter. Panthers have a 42 14 lead. Three wide receivers, left side. One now to the right. Shotgun formation, and they've got right in the backfield. Polk looking to throw at his 35 to the right side. Throws incomplete to about the 12-yard line. So it'll be fourth down coming up at the 26-yard line. And that was a fourth down, rather. Sorry. So they're going to turn it over on downs. 
Yeah, and then go ahead and take yeah. a shot there. I mean, they had to take a shot, try, try to see if they could pick it up, uh, you know, that they on – First, you know, trying to take that the, the shot that, that's broken up with with Chris Kammerer, you know, almost gets that interception. Then they they get the the, the run, but then you get that sack that really puts them in that tough spot. So Elder's offense comes out. Uh, and it, with, yeah, it looks like Hamilton's back out there and uh, Cooper Johnson and Ramsey. So first team still out there. First and ten at the twenty six yard line for the Panthers. Hamilton gives to Cooper Johnson on the ground, and Johnson gets to about the thirty yard line. A gain of four on first down as the clock continues to run with a minute twenty to go in the third quarter. Yeah, it's got to be tough for Floyd Central. You know, you come here, you, you sit in a lot of traffic to get here. You, you had a couple of times when you were close. And, you know, this game is, you know, on the scoreboard, obviously, 42 to 14 is a lot. But but Floyd Central's had a couple of touchdowns, and, and they could have had a couple more. This would have been a lot closer. But it's tough, uh, you know, to, to drive in there and uh, have that situation. But Panthers get uh, Cooper Johnson the carry to the 35-yard line. But again, Phil, it's just uh, it's a tough situation for them, and a, and of course a long bus ride home too. Right. Yeah, well, and you know, as we cl- click here under under almost forty seconds, about heading in, we still got another quarter of play. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like you said, they've they've shown that they've had the ability to make plays. You know, we're not surprised by that. They come in two and zero into this game. They've had some successful previous weeks, and they. They have the components, but, you know, Elder has just done a good job of not allowing those big plays to compound. They, they gave up some, but a couple of the possessions where they break a big one, Elder's defense will come up strong and get the big stop. Ten seconds, and Cooper Johnson gets the last play of the third quarter, and he carries it across the 35 to the 38-yard line, and that will be enough for a first down, but that will be the end of the third quarter of play with the score. Elder Panthers, 42 and Floyd Central 14 will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support Elder Football. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Well, welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. We're starting the fourth quarter of play. Running clock, Elder with a 42-14 lead. Their last touchdown came as Andrew Harp with a 16-yard touchdown, diving catch in the right corner of the end zone from Ben Hamilton. But another great game uh, for Hamilton uh, with, the, with the passing. He's, he's really done a great job so far in the first two games of the season. Already has thrown for seven touchdowns. First and ten for the Panthers. They'll mark it at the 39. From left to right they go for the fourth quarter. One wide to the left side. And a whole new offense for the Panthers. They've got uh, Ben Schoester in at quarterback. And they give to the left side. Not much doing there. But going to have a whole new uh, team here for the Elder Panthers. As I mentioned, uh, Ben Schoester in at quarterback. We're going to see Nick Broderman. 
in at wide receiver, Broxterman rather, in at wide receiver. We'll see about, uh, we'll start getting everybody uh, named here. Yeah, and it's yeah. the nice thing about when you get these running clock games, get some guys in, obviously. You know, Schuster being a, a sophomore, getting getting some minutes here at 6'3", 180, a quarterback. So it gives him an opportunity uh, to, to get, get a quarter in as tomorrow, you know, the JV and the freshmen do travel to Floyd Central uh, to play a doubleheader. Schuster, they give up the middle and carry by number 39, and that's uh, Ben Volkerding. Is that right? No, Will Summers. That's See if I got it. Yeah, Will Summers. So Will Summers gets the carry there with 10.35 to go here in the fourth quarter. Panthers have a 42-14 lead, and the clock continues to run. They got Zane Klusman in at wide receiver coming in for the Panthers also, number 87. And Schuster at quarterback, shotgun, three wide receivers to the right, third and ten at the 39-yard line. Schuster gets a rush, looking to his right, rolling and throwing, and is incomplete. It was intended for Brandon Eckstein, but Eckstein could not come up with it. And just not a lot doing there. Schuster tries to roll out and make the play, so the Panthers are going to be forced to punt here uh, on this. The fourth and ten from the 39th, Ben Hamilton come out to punt this football. He'll punt it with 9.44 to go here in the fourth quarter. Panthers have a 42-14 lead. Fourth down and ten for the Panthers at their own 39-yard line. No one is back deep for, and they're checking, and it's just going to be a long kick to the right side. It's going to bounce at about the 35 and bounce to the 29. Still rolling at the 28. Not bad. Nice kick yeah, by not a bad ben. kick. Not he does everything, kick. right? He can kick well, it. He can run it. And it helps too when you got Ben Hamilton back there because you can do those rugby style kicks. Let him roll out. Let him kind of read it. They did that against LaSalle. And he just gives you that ability, and it keeps the return teams on their toes too. Nine seventeen remaining here in quarter number four. The clock again will continue to run on this running clock. Tristan Polk still in at quarterback. For Floyd Central, they line up with right in the backfield. Two wide receivers to the right side and two to the left. They give to right up the middle, right across the 30, and he gets to the 33-yard line, a gain of about five on first down. See, we got uh, 48 on the tackle. That's Nate Evans. So getting some uh, everybody getting a chance to uh, get some get some playing time here for the Panthers. Also lining up at uh, quarterback Vince Crump, the senior on senior night, getting a chance. Second and five at the thirty-three. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Shotgun, but the give is to right up the middle, and he gets to about the thirty-three yard line. Not much more than that. It'll be third down and five. Coming up, I think it was Scott Scott Schmidt, uh, Ryan Hoffmeyer got in on that one too. Yeah, it's been uh, you know one of the things when you've got to grab uh, as we're in a situation now, we're time to grab the entire roster. You've got uh, seven fifty three to go here in the fourth quarter. Panthers have a forty two fourteen lead. 
Third down and five at the 33 for Floyd Central. Shotgun with one wide to the left and three to the right. Right in the backfield behind him. And now looking, looking down the field, the throw, and this one is incomplete. It was intended for Caleb Quineset. And we're going to get a get a get pass interference on the Panthers here. They're going to say that uh, uh, in coverage there, Crump had his hand on him a little too much. I didn't think he was really gaining an advantage uh, on that uh, on that play at all. I thought he was pretty good step for step. Yeah, I don't know where that uh, was too much uh, contact, but again, a first and ten for Floyd Central, the Highlanders here. Clock running at 6.55, 42-14. Again, coming up after the game. Don't forget, Prep Sports Radio Network game night at La Rosa's on Budino. First and 10 at the 49 for Floyd Central. Two wide receivers off to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun for Polk right in the backfield behind him. And now the give up the middle is right. And right will carry to about the 47-yard line. Check that. That was uh, number 37, Andrew Spurgeon, getting the carry. So even they're getting a little bit where they're bringing in the second backs. Second and six from the 47-yard line with 6.10 to go. Today's game is brought to you by Call Banker West Shell. Visit them at cbws.com or call them at 922-9400. Second and six from the 47. Two wide receivers left and one right. And now the give up the middle again. This time it's going to be up to about the 42-yard line by Andrew Spurgeon for Floyd Central. Now wholesale substitutions as they get ready to set up. Bringing the entire bench out. Yeah, well, you just, with six games... You don't have that many opportunities to get not, you know, you do have a few sophomores, but you don't have all the opportunities to get all those juniors and seniors in with only six this year. Uh, so you take advantage of every opportunity you get. First and 10 from the 39-yard line for Floyd Central, 5.15 to go fourth quarter. Two wide receivers right, one to the left. And they set up now. Shotgun, they go in motion to the right. And now to the right side is the handoff, and that's uh, number 16, and that's George Bush. Scott Schmidt got there yeah. first on that, and then the rest of the Panthers helped to clean that one up as we tick underneath five minutes. And I think that's Cody Beeshauser, a quarterback, I believe now, number 11. Let's see if they get that second and nine from the 38-yard line. We've got 4.30 to go here in the fourth quarter. Panthers have a 42-14 lead. One wide receiver to the right, two now to the left. Shotgun formation for Cody Bebelhauser. And now the handoff to the right side is up to about the 35 to the 33-yard line. And they set up at the 26. Uh, that was... Uh, Jake, Jake Robinson with the carry. And Nathan Evans and David Gruen get the tackle for the Panthers with a whole other host of Panthers as well. 
3.53 and counting here, fourth quarter. Panthers have a 42-14 lead. Next week, St. X comes to town. And then Moeller after that, so it's certainly back-to-back big games coming up for the Panthers. Third and four from the 33. Two wide right, one wide left. Bill Hauser at quarterback, and now the give up the middle. And that is number 26. And that's Jaden Robinson. Jace Robinson, rather. Yeah, that was Logan Logan Pitchford and Nathan Scher get the get on the tackle for the Panthers as as the clock just continues to tick to almost a three minute mark here. Fourth and one now at the thirty yard line for Floyd Central. They line up with one wide receiver off to the right side. That is number twenty two, Jack Rushing. And two wide receivers off to the left side. Bill Hauser at quarterback. Shotgun formation. Now looks. And now again the handoff up the middle. And again, Jade Robinson. And are they going to give him a first down on that one, Phil? Yeah, they're going to go yeah. ahead and give him, give him a little. Yeah, first down. Elder is looking for movement on the front line by Floyd Central as they came up and crowded there at the at the uh, at the end of that. They thought they might get it, but uh, the referees, you know, didn't didn't see the same thing. So that's fine. Floyd Central picks up first down. So Elder's defense continues here at about the two twenty mark. Two twenty mark with uh, first and ten at the twenty eight. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Shotgun for Bielhauser. Now the give to the right side is. Robinson, Robinson to the 32-yard line before he's taken down. Cooper Electric, proud to support elder football, reliable service, and prompt quality service is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrading your electrical service for the home or business is easy for Cooper Electric, and give them a call at 513-271-5000. Stay tuned after the game for the Cooper Electric star of the game. With a minute 52 remaining in this one in the fourth quarter, second and 10 from the 28. One wide to the right and one to the left. Shotgun formation and Jays Robinson in the backfield for Floyd Central. The quarterback, Bielhauser, gives it back to Robinson. Robinson inside to about the 25 to the 23-yard line with a minute 25 to go. And first on the pile there for the Panthers, uh, Mikey Kaufman. Makes the play, 511-170-pound junior. And then it looked like Mikel Steele, Steers got in on it, too, as well, I believe. Yeah, there was 14, a couple yeah. of guys. We're seeing a lot of yeah. gang tackling. It's like one guy's getting there, wrapping them up, and bringing the rest of them down as we get underneath a minute. Third and five from the 23 with 55 seconds. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. And now Bielhauser will look to run it and steps down at about the 23-yard line, so not much there. It'll be fourth down coming up for Floyd Central with 40 seconds remaining. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's Skyline time. No better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili before or after the game. Skyline Chili on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Dent, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. 25 seconds remaining in this one. And this will probably, Phil, be the last play of the game. Fourth and four from the 22. And they will go for it. Bielhauser at quarterback, two wide receivers, down to 10 seconds. And now the give again to Robinson, and he gets to about the 20-yard line before a gang tackle, and that will do it. That is the end of, of the game. The Panthers with a 42-14 win. 
over Floyd Central tonight. They score 14 in the first, 21 in the second, and 7 in the third quarter. And they score 42 for the night. So 42-14, the Panthers win it. We'll come back and wrap things up from here. And don't forget, coming up, it'll be La Rosa's on Boudinot for Prep Sports Radio Network game night. Again, the final score, the Panthers win it 42-14. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game coming up on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from all family to yours. Coding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Del High, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth, and it's a happy day for the Elder Panthers, a 42-14 win, and the Cooper Electric star of the game, the quarterback, Ben Hamilton, 4 Touchdown passes. Not bad, right, Phil? He had a 46-yard touchdown to, to Drew Ramsey. He had a 54-yard touchdown to Lance Neville, a 17-yarder to Scotty Neiman, and a 16-yard spectacular catch to Andrew uh, and uh, Andrew Harp. So 
Just another great game. Two games, seven touchdowns. Not a, not a bad start for Ben Hamilton. Not at all. Six foot one, hundred and ninety pound junior, uh, just stepping up and really filling a void that you know some people were worried. Well, what happens when Matthew Luby isn't here? We know Matthew Luby, you know, had left some big shoes to fill, and I think so far Ben Hamilton has been doing just that. I mean, he's been standing in the pocket, making some good throws. He had a really good one tonight. I thought on the move where he he just really he set himself. He 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 knew when he wanted to throw it. He threw it off of his front foot so the ball didn't float. Uh, he, he does a good job of being confident in the pocket, uh, which is another thing. That, you know, as a young quarterback, it's great to see that he's already picking it up. Now, next week, things are going to ramp back up. But the St. Xavier Bombers are going to come into the pit. That's a GCL South game. I didn't. I did not see the final on that one. They'll talk about that and the uh, wrap-up show. But the thing is, is that, you know, that's Elder's chance to get back into that football game. Uh, that's that's Elder's chance to get back into that football race in the GCL. You know, sitting there at that at 0-1, this is their opportunity. Yeah, and, and just looking at in the running game, too, Cooper Johnson had another couple of touchdowns today. On the defensive side, Austin Wanstrop had, a, had an interception uh, and another big interception. If you look at it, again, we, we talked about the final score uh, being out of whack here, 42-14. to 14, But, you know, if you look at that second quarter, they were driving, and J.T. Uh, Miller with a big interception right around the end of the first half. That was uh, that was a big play. Yeah, it big defensive plays you know, that were made tonight. Wanstrot, JT Miller, uh, a couple of guys with some bigger plays. And that defense, I think, is starting to develop a, a little bit of confidence. You know, that first week, you knew you were going against that high powered LaSalle Lancer offense. And now the, the, with, you know, week two, and now you're going to get into going again against St. Xavier uh, next week, that defense is really going to have to come up big. And we know that that's going to be a challenge because St. X is going to bring a lot of talent into into the pit. I know that we talked a little bit about this earlier, but you know everybody was uh, talking about, uh, like you said, that they were missing Luby, they were missing everybody. You didn't know what to expect, but I got to say their offense is is just as high powered as it was last year. Yeah, I'm very 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 excited about this team. I, I know that game one that was a that was a wild game, but get the chance for redemption next week to get yourself back in the right spot in the GCL, uh, which is a very competitive GCL this year. Just, uh, you know, phenomenal to have these teams that we're, we're playing against every week. Uh, and, and too, again, Floyd Central making a trip up here to play. Uh, that's something that a lot of teams, even in Cincinnati, don't don't want to play you, uh, no matter what it is. So, again, having these teams that, that are willing to play anybody, anywhere, I, my hat's off to them and their head coach actually came over and, and social distanced and talked to you know, our, our team and congratulated them and those uh, and what happened tonight. So it's a very classy move. Great, great, uh, great to have them tomorrow. The the freshman in the JV will take them on down down there. So they will travel. It's just across the river uh, yeah. uh, from Louisville. Well, another great game, another great game, uh, you and I, and we'll be here next week. So thanks to uh, Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Tom Kennedy, and to Kevin Kenny back at the studio for making sure these games get on the air. Thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, the Elder Panthers 42 and Floyd Central 14. Next week, we are back again on Friday night. Elder is at the pit to face the St. Xavier Bombers at 7 o'clock with the pregame show beginning at 6.30. For Phil Bengel... Harvey, so long for the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's the Prep Sports Radio Network game night from La Rosa's on Boudino with Steve, Tom, Mark Bengal. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long.
Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group wants to wish this year's team all the best for a successful season. The team works hard to make every game memorable. But what if your biggest memory of the game is standing in line for the restroom? If you're experiencing frequent trips to the restroom, the Urology Group can help. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support Elder Football. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Sacred Heart. Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740 and thank you. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, The Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Houghton Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night, brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Boudinot Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. All right, welcome out to La Rosa's on Boudinot. 
so happy to be here, and we'd be even happier if, if you're leaving the pit and looking for a place to go to grab something good to eat. Head on out to La Rosa's on Boone. No Pam's going to take care of you. And all the folks out here at La Rosa's, uh, they'd be glad to see you. And, guys, uh, big win week two, uh, even the season up one and one, 42 to 14. Um, you know, they talked about it uh, at the end of the game. We've talked about it, what's going to happen. All these big names are leaving the, 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 the Panthers last year. They make it to the, the pinnacle, the, the state championship game, and you think, boy, there's going to be a big, big drop-off. And, of course, week one, they go toe-to-toe with the number one team in the state, and they not only go toe-to-toe, but they pile on a lot of points, and they were very patient. We talked about how the momentum game uh, or the shifts elder is a young team they they didn't say uh we're, we're going to be beat by the number one team they they did a great job and they took it tonight to and tom you made a great point in your analogy of this team uh from uh indiana floyd uh, central uh that they're a very skilled team and this was a very good win against a team that you know possibly just didn't have it as he said in the trenches but it was a very well coached and a, and a very good team oh, oh, in there. let's get these here we go yeah sorry yeah it really was i mean uh, uh floyd central had some t- has some talented players there's no doubt about that uh, the quarterback polk and um uh the running back right right they're they're division one players for sure and uh, it was a real good test for the Elder Panthers tonight. And I, uh, I said it again, the, uh, the offensive line, they really uh, gelled together. It's the second week in a row now where, uh, you know, Ben Hamilton hit all kinds of time back there in the pocket. And it allowed him to, to view the whole secondary. And uh, he just made some big-time throws tonight. And it seems like uh, Scotty Neiman's one of his favorite players because – Right now I have Scotty Neiman has three touchdown receptions after two games. Uh, Drew Ramsey's got two touchdown receptions after two games. And Vance Neville, uh, fine senior wide receiver with his first uh, touchdown reception of his career. And Andrew Harp with his spectacular uh, catch in the end zone in the fourth quarter. So after two weeks, Ben Hamilton, well over 500 yards passing and uh, seven touchdown passes in total uh, for tonight, and he had three last week against LaSalle, and uh, Ben Hamilton uh, shares the offensive player of the, of the game with me tonight with Vance Neville. Uh, both of those guys are my offensive players of the game. And then guys on the defensive side for the ball, there were two key interceptions. Uh, East Central was driving the ball deep in elder territory, and Austin Wanstrut in the first quarter with the, with his uh, first interception of the year. And J.T. Miller, excuse me, J.T. Miller with a reception, an interception also, defensive players of the game. And then special teams, to me, since there wasn't, there was what, what but one or two punts for the Elder Panthers, it has to go to Andrew Mueller, uh, senior, six for six on the extra points. Last week he was seven for seven against LaSalle. So he's 13 for 13 on extra points with a field goal. So he's perfect on the year, and that's exactly what Doug Ramsey was talking about in the pregame to Lenny. 
is it's nice to to have all three parts of the uh, team uh, coming up big. And right now, I'd say the Elder Panthers are uh, hitting on all cylinders. You know, Tom, the one thing that the team had last year, they had a lot of tools in the toolbox. If you needed to have something happen, you didn't know what was going to come at you. And this team is starting to have little signs of that. And there's a couple people. Uh, Andrew Harp, the touchdown he made towards the end of the game, um, we were up in the, you know, we, we had moved out of the press box and we're trying to keep our social distance. So we were up far up by the flagpole getting ready to come out here. And yeah. we couldn't tell. Uh, we, we, we all thought it was Scotty Neiman because it was a typical over the yeah. reaching up with one hand, pulling it in. And uh, no, it was Andrew Harp who made the catch. And then, you know, another guy, Marco Sabato, uh, He's a. They got him at five eight one sixty five, and I. I Soaking would, wet. Yeah. <laughs> but that kid can move, and and he. When you're watching a game from the end zone, I mean, he literally disappears in the line. He he's just an incredible. So, I guess the the point I'm making is they're developing a lot of tools. Uh, obviously, Drew Ramsey and Ben Hamilton and and, uh, and Neiman are are generally the the go to guys, and of course the. Um, Oh God! What with the, the running back, Cooper uh, Johnson? Cooper Johnson, yeah, he had two uh, touchdowns. Yeah, on him, I mean, yeah. you know, the, that guy is solid as a rock. So, yeah. uh, but you know, you're seeing people starting to, to develop. In over two games, Elder scored 94 points. That's going to give the defense some time to develop. Much like last year, they had a lot of firepower, and it you know took them a while, and then you know. The defense is what you know ultimately got them to the state championship game because the defense was playing lights out towards the end, and you can look for maybe the same thing this year where the offense was ready to go from from day one, scoring you know 52 and 42 points respectively, yeah. and the defense uh, can 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 grow and play around and kind of figure out who they need to move into what position or what they need to do or what what. Yeah, tendencies they need to look at. I think it bodes well for for uh, maybe a deep run in the playoffs. And Steve, you made a point uh, when we were watching the game from the stands in, in the first half about uh, Floyd Central, and and I was asking you uh, their division or their I don't know what their ranking is and and or what division they play in in Indiana, but you equated it to like Division Two in the state of Ohio. So you know it's it, it's like it's a like a little South type team, but Obviously, they're close to Division One, and it's probably based on the number of students that they have at the school. But it's a very good test tonight for the Elder Panthers. And, uh, you know, they came by with flying colors uh, without trying to get ahead of ourselves. The next two weeks uh, are going to be for the GCL title, of course. Uh, Elder, after week number two, they're 0-1 they're, uh, in the league. And, uh, I'm not going to take anything away from you with the scores coming up. But well, we can make a projection. In the fourth quarter, it's 24-10, the St. X Bombers over the LaSalle Lancers. So <laughs> in all likelihood, St. X is going to win that, which will kind of tumble everything yeah. and really make it an opportunity for, for Elder to get back into the race because everybody will be in there. Um, you know, chomping at it at that point. And for the Elder Panthers, the next two weeks, uh, X at the pit and Moeller at the pit, both home games. And, uh, you know, it just so happens that if anybody was wondering why Elder has all four home games against the GCL, I can only surmise, but this is the year that Elder would have played two GCL South schools 
at, at the pit, it would have been St. X and LaSalle. And since Moeller doesn't have a home field, that's why Moeller's going to play at the pit, too. So it just so happened to be that uh, the Elder's going to, I guess, for the first time ever, uh, host all three GCL South schools uh, in, in, at the pit. Unfortunately, I think next year that means that, that they'll be playing all three GCL games elsewhere. Uh, well, it depends with Moeller. If they, yeah, they, they don't have an elsewhere. Right. Well, it, yeah. Moeller will be playing elsewhere as well. But. Yeah, that's true, too. So that's that's a good point. But anyway, you guys said it so well. Uh, I think most, if not all, elder followers are, are, are pleasantly surprised. I don't even know if the word surprised, but uh, coming out of the gates like they did offensively. And, you know, and you guys made a great point that when your offense is as proficient as this offense is and you're up by two to three scores, when you're on defense, you can take a few more chances. Yeah. If you're that defensive back or that safety, and you know you can you be more aggressive possibly than if it's a tight game or you're behind. So, it's all working. And, and hats off to Doug Ramsey and his staff. I think this is going to be a true test this year to see what he does and how he handles the players. Because I keep saying this is the second week in a row. This is the first time that Doug has had a, a team where he's automatically in the playoffs. And you're building up to this uh, this plateau like he does every year, but he might be more relaxed, and the team might be more relaxed because they're playing, uh, you know, easy right now, fast and easy. And I think it's it's working. You know, Tom, we we talked about uh, the streaming ability. You can listen on the radio, but you can also watch the our watch the videos of the game and I know a lot of establishment including here at La Rosa's uh, they they had the game on here so people could watch the game and it kind of reminds me of all through this COVID stuff when you're trying to socially distance and you, you weren't seeing your family and your grandkids and all this stuff and you were doing the Zoom stuff and it, it it's a good alternative but it makes your heart want to see people even more and I know what people are going through sitting here watching the pit missing the 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 feel of the concrete underneath you and the the sounds and the you know but it's dogs and meds well that's the thing I miss the fact that there's no pizza. You don't smell the yeah. pizza cooking. You don't smell the hot dogs and hamburgers. There's nothing. That, I guess you can buy packaged uh, potato chips and things like that, but uh, very little. Yeah. Anything. It, it, it's a football game, but it's just not mm-hmm. the same thing. But thank goodness for the technology so you can watch it and yeah. uh, hear the games and yeah. no matter where you're at. And I, and I need I need to echo something, Mark. Uh, for me personally, uh, you know, being with you guys last week at the start of the season, it really matters, and, and you kind of get back to some normalcy. And I hope that, you know, by uh, Elder playing football on a Friday night at the pit and what you just said with this technology, that people are starting to – this is helping them a little bit, making them feel like getting back to some normalcy for themselves at a fire pit in their backyard or, you know, with some buddy's house over drinking a couple beers and watching the game or something because this is what it's all about and it's so pure football and it's at the high school level and and these these young men are giving it their all and uh, i'm just so thankful that we're able to be part of this and hoping that what we're saying over the airwaves is helping somebody else as well 
And if you want some normalcy, there's nothing to give it to you than a piece of pizza at La Rosa's. We'd love to see you out here. The original here. on Boudinho. Yeah, come on out and see us. Uh, we have some good tables right up front here. We'd love to see you come on out here. And uh, I think it's time. I, I, I did, did you see Steve Geist in the back? Uh, I, there was a bunch of masked people. I don't know if he was yeah, among them or tell. not. Yeah, I, right. I, I thought he was out there, but uh, let's see if he's back there. Can somebody wave for him? Uh, Wally, can you wave? <clears throat> oh, here he comes. Oh, here they come. Okay. I thought that was him. Yeah. You, you, the guy retires, and he, he he's sitting back there tasting the minestrone soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's the taster. Let's head over to Steve Bengal for the latest scores in high school football in the city. All right. In the GCL South, uh, Elder Panthers, uh, Played host to uh, the Floyd Central uh, Highlanders tonight. One came away with a 42 to 14 victory in the game you heard here tonight on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Another GCL South action: Saint X and LaSalle towing it off for the uh, 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 North Bend uh, King of the Road King trophy. The road. And uh, late returns: uh, Saint X was up uh, 24 to 10. We don't have a final on that yet. Uh, fourth quarter score and another fourth quarter score. We don't have a final on East Central. Was up seven to six over the Molar Crusaders. We'll have a final on those hopefully the, the next time we come to the scoreboard. The GMC action it was Mason 28, Lakota East 12, or 21, excuse me. Colrain all over Oak Hills tonight, 30 to nothing. This was Oak Hills' first game in the GMC. Everybody else was playing a complete GMC schedule, but they were scheduled, I believe, to play Middletown last week. Middletown stayed out the first week. They're playing Fairfield this week, but they stepped out the first week, so they weren't around for the action. So this is Oak Hills' first game in. And Colrain coming off of the loss to Lakota West last night. They were the last team that I'd want to be facing is uh, the, the, the Coleraine Cardinals, and Oak Hills uh, yeah, took it 30 to, to nothing. In ECC action, it was West Claremont 13, Loveland 7. Turpin went 7-0 in the ECC last year, and they're on the road to do that again tonight with with a win 49-14 to over Milford. It was Winton Woods 27, Lebanon 20. They were down early in that game. Winton Woods rallying in the second half to win that game 27-20. Since they Hills League action was Indian Hill all over Madeira, 52-7. to Southwest Ohio Conference action in their first week of league play. Edgewood 21, Mount Healthy 20. Squeaker there, so uh, a close one in uh, Southwest Ohio Conference action. GCL co-ed action, uh, Baden and Alter squared up. Baden won this uh, They played twice last year, once the regular season, once the playoffs. Baden won both games uh, last year. This year they do the same, but much closer, 14-12 to in this game. Nail-biter there. Summit Country Day loses to Norwood tonight, 49-13. to In Southern Buckeye Conference action, American, it was Clinton Massey put a wall up on the Goshen, uh, whatever they are, 57-7. to In other action, it was uh, Valley View, 31, and Monroe, 7. And Middletown Mason and Middletown, Milton Union, the game, Middletown Mason lost 12 to 13, or 13 to 12. Uh, Mil- Milton won, but with no time on the clock, 
Middletown Mason scored a touchdown to bring it to 13-12. to With no time, went for two, and uh, the two-point conversion failed. They wow. lost 13-12. to So, you know, talk about your highs and lows. Middletown Mason fans, yeah, yeah we got it. We're going to overtime. And then they go for the win, and uh, nothing. Crickets. Lawrenceburg, 48. You got to admire Coach Doyle. Oh, yeah. You got it, yeah. And again. Paid off full of Sal last week. Again, oh, yeah. would, would this have happened if we were in the Harbins? Probably uh, not. Uh, probably not. But here, here you, you roll the dice. Lawrenceburg, 48. Milan, 14. And those are all the scores we have on the early returns. We'll check in on uh, some of the scores we don't have, and we'll be back with you with Mark Says. And, you know, now that Steve Geis is out here, he, does, he, he doesn't want to leave. No. He just is standing there what, playing. Are you blaming? Yeah. No, yeah. I want to. As long as he stays six feet away, we're, we're good with yeah. it. I tell you what. Scheduled to appear. Also, later on is Doc Bosom, uh, the team doctor. Uh, we're going to ask all the COVID questions, uh, the complexities of all this stuff, as long as there wasn't an injury where he has got to stay and deal with that. So, Steve, Steve? I was just informed it's the Goshen Warriors. I apologize to any Goshen fans out there um, that I didn't know what, what their mascot was. Yeah. You're, I, well, you're forgiven. Everyone, I, I knew it was the Warriors. I just didn't want to say it and yeah. make you sound bad. <laughs> Thanks for. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was protecting you. Protecting my dignity. What, yeah. what Mark said, that's what I say. Yes. He yes. doesn't what, know that. Whatever he said. <laughs> All right. We're going to take our first time out. You're listening to. Prep Sports Radio Game Night coming to you live from La Rosa's on Boudino. Hey, there's Steve Geis' fans yeah. All right. We'll be back here in a little bit on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For an easy shopping experience and unbelievable deals, it's Joseph Toyota on Colerain and josephtoyota.com. 
By shopping online, you can value your trade-in and make your own deal all from the comfort of your own home. And every new car purchase includes the Joseph Toyota Advantage of a lifetime powertrain warranty, $500 towards your next trade-in, free shuttles for service, and a whole host of other benefits. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from us. Joseph Toyota, 9101 Coleraine Avenue and at josephtoyota.com. Proud to support elder football. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at Underground Sports Shop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Father Michael Mary Dosh from St. Gertrude in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutneau Avenue. And we are back at Boutneau La Rosa's. Thank you all for tuning in and being out here. Happy to see everybody. A lot of smiling faces and enjoying some good food. Come on out. What happens when you get a W? That's right. You know, uh, uh, this year uh, has been the most unusual year. In, in, in any of our lives, and, and someday there's going to be a book written about the truth and the, what exactly happened. I don't know. I guess everything that is what it is, uh, what they say it is, uh, it doesn't ever always appear to be that way. But, you know, it, it's been a trying, difficult. I don't want to mock all the 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 commercials you hear, oh, during these trying times, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it We're has been. This together. Yeah, it's been odd and unusual and depressing. And, I mean, you, you, yeah. you want to go to a Reds game, you can't go to a Reds game. You want to do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we're following uh, the, the social distance stuff. It used to be we get a flat in the curve now. We can't have anyone getting sick. Uh, I mean, the, everything is – we're going to talk to Doc Bozo about all these complexities when he gets out here. But one of the things that is unusual when, when you're at a football game is uh, – where the referee comes up and throws an orange beanbag down on the ground, and it's up to that team yeah. to get the football. And, and, and it happened, uh, uh, there was a play in the end zone uh, that Drew Ramsey almost made a miraculous catch and just out of his fingertips and rolled to the ground, and off it went. And uh, no one from Elder picked a ball up, so they come back up to the yeah. line. And they realize they don't have the football, and the refs aren't picking it up. No. It, 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 normally, the refs pick it up, throw it down. Yeah. It's up to you to go retrieve the ball. So they had to burn a timeout. Yeah, it's up. Actually, I, I told you and, and Steve this uh, about a month or month and a half ago. Uh, I ran into Bob Sager, uh, referee in the state of Ohio for high school as well as this, uh, the college, and, and he had told me that they that the referees had just had a meeting. Recently, this is a number of weeks ago, stating the same thing that basically it was up to the center position of the offense to pick up the football at the end of the play, and wherever the referee drops their orange or red uh, beanbag, that's where the center of the offensive team needs to place the ball. And I thought for a second, I'm thinking, man, that's that's odd. You know, it doesn't seem that. Efficient, you know. Why can't the referee just wear gloves, possibly, and then, you know, because basically, you're you're wondering about 
does the hurry up offense go away? You know, in years past or last year, whatever, if anybody wanted to just, when the referees would set the ball down, he'd go up to the line of scrimmage and the offense, and you can quick snap it and the whole bit. But anyway, I thought, well, we'll see what happens. And sure enough, you know, Bobby Sager was all over it. Of course he is, but that's exactly what they developed. And um, to the casual fan, I'm not even sure they know that that exists. Right. But I, we thought it was worthwhile to at least explain that, that the center position the center on the offensive line is responsible for picking up the ball at the end of the play, placing it down where the referee spots the ball with the uh, bean bag, and and there they go. So uh, another, another thing that is unusual uh, is how the the, the, the fans are, are pushed back and, and the teams sit in the uh, – in, in the stands, in the first couple of rows of the stands, so that they keep equally distanced. So when you're normally at the pit, things are spread out, everything is, you know. Yeah. But there, there are multiple layers of people up, and uh, it's it's different. Those are some of the things. Hey, you know, we have somebody, he was just coming in here, and uh, we might need to un- help you untangle that uh, cord there. Uh, it's, uh, there we go. And uh, let's see, I think this is... Doc Bosom, can you hear? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. You sound a little, a little muffled because I have a mask on. Yeah, right. Welcome to to the club. Yeah. (laughs) I have to get tested every other day for the next four months. So even at a very sanitary place like La Rosa's, I'm keeping my mask on if I'm inside. Do you you have to? uh, The one up the nose. Yeah, Major League Soccer protocols every other day plus game day minus one. Oh, my gosh. So this week it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then tomorrow again. And it is up the nose. It's uh, it's just almost a brain biopsy some days. Oh, oh my gosh. So something you have to get up and look forward to. Yeah, but it's you know it's just it's just part of the, the, the changes that we're experiencing. As you guys were already talking about, things are a lot different. Um, but so there's some protocols we have to go through at the professional level, which thankfully we don't have to go through at the high school level. But if kids can play and we can have some sports, that's a heck of a lot better than watching reruns on Netflix. All right, let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, everyone wanted high school football to be played, but there's this thing called the pandemic and the COVID-19. What have been the most difficult things for high schools and elder high school and to do to make it safe to, to make this all work? Well, I think the, the first thing that we have to remember is the priority of the high school has to be in-person education. So we couldn't even really think about how we're going to manage high school athletics until we found a way to manage educating the kids in person in the building, right. hopefully five days a week. Um no one would look back on the spring, late winter, early spring, summer of 2020 and say this went really well. No. Um, there were huge challenges for the kids who were at home, huge challenges for teachers who are used to teaching in person, individually, giving instruction and, and dealing with that from an Internet-based thing. And, and there are big ramifications as to not being in school versus being in school and and then there was trying to come to terms with what this disease really even was you know when you talk about it and you hear terms thrown around novel coronavirus doesn't mean it was written by mark twain it means we don't know anything about it (laughs) it means that we've never experienced this disease in humans and our initial experience was quite frankly pretty terrifying 
um, we were seeing a lot of dead people in, in, in big metropolitan areas, and it was really, really scary. And the response was to close things down. And then we had the challenges of trying to find safe ways to open up. And, and the government entities have been met with some challenges, some of which I would say they've succeeded with and others they have not. I think, thankfully, uh, specifically in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati and at Elder High School, we have really, really good administrators who said our priority is to get these kids in the building and find a way to educate them and do the best we can. And once we sort that out, then with some help of some governing bodies, we can try to find a way to do sports and try to keep kids safe. Uh, And that's what we've been working through. But priority number one was in-person education and finding a way to manage that. And I think thus far, three weeks in, we're here. It doesn't mean that it's not going to change three weeks plus one day. But the guys have done a great job. So, uh, so Doc, what? You know, I don't have any any kids anymore in the high school level, and I'm too young to have grandchildren at that level. Ha ha. But what what does it look like for a uh, uh, eight o'clock at Elder High School on a Monday morning through Friday morning, or what what does a typical day at Elder High School do? What protocols are in existence that the average fan may not be aware of. So I'm speaking as a parent here. I'm not in the building every day. Okay. Um, I, I certainly commend uh, the nursing staff, and Jenny's done a great job, and Kurt Ruffing and Dr. Patrick Tucker, Mr. Brian Flaherty have done an amazing job of, of getting things going. So it starts really at about 7 in the morning. Um, the earliest kids are arriving. The, they, they sort of arrive in waves, and it's a little bit skewed because of carpooling. Yeah. But you can imagine the freshmen are arriving at about 7.15, and they're showing up, and they're using a little QR code, the scan on the phone. You know, it would look like a UPC code on a cereal box to guys who are oh, over okay. 40, but for kids, they know what a QR code is. <laughs> yeah. And it says, you know, what symptoms are you are you not experiencing? Are you having any of these things? You know, cough and stuffy nose and sore throat and nausea and vomiting, you know, all the pleasant things that we don't want kids to have. And yeah, they need to attest that they're not experiencing any of those symptoms, and then they get their temperature checked to make sure they don't have an elevated temperature, and then they can go into the building. And they report to their first period class as opposed to reporting to homeroom. and okay. uh, Or their, the, the first class they have that day. Yeah. Um, and, and the desks are spaced out. They're wearing masks. There's hand sanitizer all over the building. So the freshmen are at 7.15, the sophomores at 7.30, the juniors oh, at 7.45. Wow. Or, yeah, know, right. In some, in some variation of that. Um, Instead of having seven bells like we did, you know, when I was in the building a long, long time ago, they used block scheduling, and now the block schedules are so. For instance, Monday is an odd bell day, so one, three, five, and seven, and Tuesday is two, four, and six, and then it flips over the course of a two-week span to get everything in. So they're changing class less frequently. Okay. So that puts a lot of pressure on the students to pay attention for more than an hour at a time and a lot of pressure on the teachers, teachers yeah. to, to get two days worth of work done in one day and not get not get exhausted. That's a lot of work mm-hmm. to do that. And so the teachers are still challenged with really big time challenges every single day. They're also making some things available online if kids are going to have to miss school because, you know, grandma got COVID and I cut her grass the other day and now I'm in quarantine or something like that. So they're, they're working really, really hard and I commend them for doing that. But there's also a lot of responsibility on the students and on the parents. To be honest, hey, we, Billy isn't feeling well today. He's got to stay home. You know, the things that we were taught 
signify toughness, this year can be a problem. No perfect attendance <laughs> awards, eh? No perfect attendance. It's, 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 it's markedly more perfect to spend some time at home. But all the things that we have been taught since we were small children as Westside Catholics that, hey, you know what? You don't feel good? Too damn bad. I know. Get get on that bus. Get to school. Do yeah. your best. Now turns into, hold on. Maybe we need to stay home and be careful. Maybe this is nothing. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to risk contaminating a, a classroom that could lead to bigger shutdowns. And, and remember, I think the most important thing to remember is that as great of a job as the students can do and the teachers can do and the administration can do, decisions about closures really come from a level above the administration. They come from the, the Board of Health of the City of Cincinnati and, and of Hamilton County. And, and so if you hear, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that so-and-so school got closed, what are those teachers doing? It's not the teacher's fault. It's not the principal's fault. These are decisions made by the Board of Health. And, you know, we're sitting in a restaurant, and I've, I've made analogies to people before that, you know, if you open a restaurant and you say you want to serve chicken, you can put whatever kind of spice you want on it. You can put salt and pepper on or barbecue sauce or, you know, or, or, or bread it or fry it or bake it or blacken it. You can do whatever you want. And that's, that's what, what happens good to me right now. Right? And that's what yeah. happens at the school, right? You can teach however you want. Yeah. You know, but the Board of Health says you can't serve it medium well chicken, right? You can't serve pink chicken. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and so what happens in the school can do their best to navigate this, but if the Board of Health comes in and says, boom, this is the close, then they're beholden to that because that's really the law. And um, so, you know, on a day-to-day basis at Elder, they have the staggered walk-in, they're scanning their QR code, they're getting their temperature checked, they're changing class less frequently, they're sanitizing their hands, lunch is a little bit different, they're spread out, they're not able to socialize the same way they have in the past. And the teachers are working really, really hard every day to keep the kids in the building. And there's the responsibility of the parents not to send the kid who's yeah. not feeling well in. And it's responsibility of the kids to be smart when they're not in the building. You know, the decisions about what happens at football practice are things that are really important to us on a Friday night. But really what matters is, hey, what are you doing not at football practice? Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you're not at the game tonight. Are you at a party with a bunch of people or somebody's making a bad decision? And that can end up spreading a spreading a bug that could get the school closed for a few days or a few weeks or God forbid for longer than that. So there are things that make 2020 hard, right? Nobody's voting to do this again, and there's a lot of responsibilities. I I think that yeah. we have really good guidance from the diocese, from our administration, from our teachers. We have good parents. We talk about that all the time. I was going to say We're really lucky. The parents yeah. work really hard, and we have kids who really I think now that they've been out of school. And maybe they thought it was great for a few months. I think would much rather be in school. We have good teachers. Mm-hmm. No, it's really hard to learn college calculus from an amazing teacher like Brett Kern, who's also our defensive coordinator. <laughs> and he's a really, really, really good math teacher. Mm-hmm. Really hard to learn from Brett in your basement on a computer. Right. Right. And so, in order to get that full experience, you got to be in the building. And it's not going to be a full experience. There's no students at the games, right? They're yeah. not getting that experience. You know, it's yeah. going to be different. But the most important thing is the education. As you sort out the education, then you can start to sort out the sports. And I'm sure you want to talk about that some more, but I've already talked for, like, way too long. Well, I done the time to leave. We, no, 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 no. You're listening. Good job. To, uh, See you next week. Dr. Matthew, Dr. Matthew Bosom, uh, who is a doctor, a surgeon, uh, does all the stuff, uh, broken bones, re- knees, all that stuff, uh, puts people back, uh, making them work again. And uh, But he also is uh, – uh, concerned parent and and, and uh, the 
team physician for the Elder Panthers. And you know, Doc, one of the it's, it's this has been a most complicated thing where you see, uh, you hear the, you know, uh, comorbidities. You, I mean, you're hearing things stuff I've never heard of, of PPE. I never knew what the heck that was in my life. But you know, what, what's the complexity when you hear some something where a kid is asymptomatic? He doesn't even know, but he but they spread. You know, they don't feel sick, but do they get fevers? And is this the stuff that you worry about that yeah. they're sick? They don't even know it, or what? 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 How does that work? Certainly, from a public health standpoint, that's been the biggest challenge of this disease. There, there are yeah, there are challenges across the board, but the really big challenge are we've never seen it before. You can have the disease and be transmitting it to someone else when you don't feel ill. You can transmit the disease for up to 48 hours before you become ill. And then the illness that each person experiences can vary from, I never felt anything and I feel fine, to I died. Right. And this is, this is so very different than most things that we're dealing with. And so from a public health standpoint, that's been really, really complicated. Um, you mentioned the word comorbidity. Comorbidity means there are other things that are wrong with you, and that's roughly 100% of the adult American population. Right? One of the big comorbidities we worry about is being overweight or obese. More than two-thirds of the adult American population is it, overweight or obese. And that affects the, 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 the respiratory. It, it can uh, affect that... a lot of things, but we know there's association as to how COVID impacts your body when you have that. Uh, there, are, there, are, there are associations with more severe disease and people who have high blood pressure or people who have diabetes, people who have cardiac disease. And so there's a lot of, you know, somebody says, I'm perfectly healthy. I haven't seen a doctor in 20 years. You know, it, it, not seeing a doctor doesn't mean you're perfectly healthy. It means you don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, and, and so uh, there are large swaths of the American population that carry risk factors for this to become a more serious disease. The vast majority of our children and adolescents don't carry those risk factors, but they can still spread to other people. And so one of the challenges that the public health people have had to deal with is how do we address that? For a population that's not likely to become ill or be necessarily adversely affected by this disease, but could transmit it to other people. And so there's been a lot of challenges. You know, do we shut down an economy over that? Do we close schools over that? You know, how are we going to manage this? You know, there are conspiracy theorists in this world that want to explain everything away and claim that there's a lot of weird things that go on. But the facts are the facts, and that about 180,000 Americans are dead who had this disease, whether it was impacted by another disease or not. You know, and so we're trying to sort our way through this challenge while still allowing us to be Americans who have levels of freedom and and can still make choices. And so there are big issues with those comorbidities. You mentioned PPE. You know, early on in this process, we were wholly unprepared to protect ourselves in the medical field and to protect people out in the in the community because the transmission was so different. You know, typically you say, well, I got this disease from somebody else who sneezed on me, not 
I don't know how I got it. The person who I was with was perfectly healthy and yeah. seemed to be perfectly healthy. So we're trying to find ways to protect people, whether it was gowns or specialized masks or gloves, hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes became hot yeah. commodities. You know, toilet yeah. paper was a yeah. was something that was missing. So there's a lot of words that, that we never even imagined using, comorbidities or PPE or r not or viral load or real-time PCR test versus you know, point-of-care testing or saliva testing or molecular-based vaccines versus live viral yeah, These are words I use vaccines. all the time. How about you, Tom? Yeah, yeah we do. And there are things that I thought, <laughs> wow, I've been an orthopedic surgeon for more than 20 years, and I didn't think I ever really wanted to study virology again. Mm-hmm. And you had to think about that. We heard about flattening the curve. We heard about the disease being worse than, or the cure being worse, worse than, than the, the disease. disease. And... Um, they're just really, really big challenges, and I would argue that the vast majority of people who work in public health do so very, very selflessly and work very hard trying to keep people safe. And there are times when things are not predicted correctly. And you can't hold someone and say, oh, my God, you didn't predict that. You're a moron. I'm never going to listen to you again <laughs> yeah, ever. Right, right. You know? I mean, every Sunday, some, Tony Romo screams out a call and says, this is what they're going to do. And sometimes he gets it wrong, and nobody turns off the TV and breaks it and you know, has a protest at his house and wants to murder him because he called the wrong play, you know, and so some, there are some times when public health experts will make errors. You know, Doc. Um, but they're done, I think, with the best of intentions. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, we know you're a surgeon and you, you handle all that, but in your profession you are interacting with a lot of colleagues that are uh, on the front lines, if you will, and, and Mark and Steve and I, and we've talked about how difficult it is for us to even think that something like this could happen in the 21st century but here we are and and I know that you're not on the front line but you talk to your people in the field and stuff and and I just want your opinion on something that may be a little difficult to talk about but what about the people that uh, that are living alone and they were they flattened the curve and we're talking about mental health in your opinion I'm sure that's that's real as well, isn't it? Yeah, and there's no question that there are there are wide ramifications for every decision that's been made in this pandemic, and the mental health ramifications of being alone and being isolated are huge, and the mental health ramifications of being a frontline healthcare worker or being a worker at Kroger mm-hmm. or a worker. Uh, at a gas station or or some other industry that doesn't close and feeling incredibly vulnerable and unprotected and underpaid Mm -hmm. and being told to figure this out. Um, Those are are really scary things. You know, if you're a 16-year-old kid and you got sent home from school because it was too unsafe to be there, um, but you're still picking up your shift at Kroger so you Mm -hmm. can keep America running, and they say, well, here's one mask for the day, and here's one pair of gloves for the day, and maybe we'll give you a little bit of hazard pay, but you're still barely making minimum wage. That's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, and that's a scary thing. And i got to come home and maybe take care of my mom, who's, who's got some comorbidities, if you will. And so you know, I think what we talk about in public health is, is, is weighing risk and benefits. And, you know, if we go back to the school side, there are public health ramifications of closing school that may potentially outweigh the public health ramifications of being in in-person school. Yeah, if you have in-person school, there's a risk of transmission of a disease that could be a problem. 
but you know, not necessarily at Alder High School, but at other places. If you're not in school, then you, you may not get health care because you, you may have a health care clinic at your school. You may not get fed breakfast or lunch. You may not be in a safe environment where your teachers are there looking out for you every day, and you're certainly mm-hmm. not getting educated. Yeah. So there, those are public health problems as well. And I think we're really lucky in Hamlin County that the Board of Health didn't do what they did in Montgomery County, Franklin County, or Cuyahoga County. The Board of Health in Hamilton said, we want to have you in school. And because the public health ramifications of closing school are disastrous. So we want to have you in school, but these are the things you have to do mm-hmm. yep. so we can have school. And that's when you put in you know, the stuff that elders had to do with the QR code and the temperature screening and wearing a mask and spacing so you can still have in-person education, health care at school, being fed and being protected from vulnerable environments. Doc, we, we, we're into two, two weeks of the football season. I'm happy that that's happened. What is it going to take to get... The next five games, you know, we got uh, four regular season and a playoff game. Uh, in, in a best case situation, uh, you don't want somebody to come down and, with it. And what? Yeah. I mean, so I think I think it's a really good question. I wish I had a perfect answer. My short answer is going to be number one, it's going to take a little bit of luck. Yeah. Number two, it's going to take responsibility on the part of everyone involved. Right. It's going to take responsibility of our team of our parties student, and of our student <laughs> athletes saying. Man, it is way more fun to hang out with my friends on a Friday night after a game and do whatever the heck I want, but I'm not going to do it tonight. Um, it's going to take responsibility of our parents saying, hey, in order for us to have in-person education and to have Friday night football or to have Thursday night soccer or Saturday morning cross country, whatever it is, these are some sacrifices we have to make. Yeah. Hey, we can't tailgate. Okay. You know, we can't have team mass. We can't have team dinner can't do the things that we would otherwise enjoy doing um, and then it's going to take you know the administrators to keep on top of everything and it's going to take some prayers and some you know some good work you know from the good lord to keep us safe and i've because heard some that, bad things can happen yeah. we yeah. can't control everything but if everybody takes responsibility and is willing to make a sacrifice, I mean, our my grandmother is 104 years old, turned 104 two weeks ago out of Bailey Place. And, uh, you know, she left Seton High School in the middle of the Great Depression and got tutored on Saturday mornings oh, by the boy. nuns so she could still graduate while she could help support her family working for the Bell Telephone Company. Her older brother, who my father's named after, died in World War II on a bombing run when his plane got shot down. And she spent literally the last 40 years of her life as a widow. So she's made some real sacrifices in this world, right? We're being asked, hey, maybe wear a mask and don't get drunk before a Friday night football game. (laughs) That's not that hard, (laughs) you know? know, I think we ought to be able to swing that. (laughs) I don't know. It sounds pretty tough to me. (laughs) (laughs) It makes so much sense when you bottom line it like that. Yeah. Well, Doc, I, I can't thank you enough for stopping out. And uh, it's a complex topic. There's so many different angles. And like you said, you hear so many different things. And I, we need to do herd immunity. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, I, you, I'm hearing so many different things and this and that. Uh, whatever. Uh, we, we just follow along the rules and just try you, to do I, the best thing. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the last thing I would, I would like to say is that there are people who have spent 
their entire adult lives studying viruses and trying to understand public health. And there are people who have spent 15 minutes on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and I think if we try to listen to Talking the experts, about Bill Cunningham, maybe? No. <laughs> if we try to listen to the experts and we're willing to make some sacrifices, sometimes they can be unseemly sacrifices. They can make us feel less free. They can be frustrating. But if our goals are in-person education for our children, allowing them to participate in sports, and then we work back toward normalcy as we continue to work our way through this, we're going to be okay. I think part of that's being an American. That's what I think. Now, that's my opinion. That's not Elder's opinion. That's not Prep Sports Radio's opinion. It's not Sacred Art Radio's opinion. It's my opinion as Matt Bosom, a kid who grew up in Delhi who really loves high school sports. <laughs> well, quick question then. But that's what I'll say. In, do you think until there is a vaccine, this is going to be with us for a long time? But even with the vaccine, this is going to be with us intermittently. There are going to be some challenges associated with this virus for a very, very long time. I don't think everything is going to go back to being exactly the way it was at the end of 2019. I think we're learning some things about hygiene. We're learning some things about viral transmission. We're learning some things about ramifications of having had a bad viral infection. Um, But I do think if we can get a safe vaccine that people are willing to take, we're going to develop some level of immunity, and and then the disease will become less in the forefront. I do not believe this is a political endeavor. I believe it's a public health endeavor and, and, and an American endeavor. And, and we can get through this if we're willing to make some sacrifices. But, Are you ever shocked at how few people will actually get flu shots? I know I, every year people say, yeah. I, I never take a flu I mean, I mean, it's like There are a lot of people who are, are unwilling to do things. And, you know, the, the flu is a very, very different beast than this virus. People yeah. say all the time, this is like the flu. It is not like the flu. This is, this is markedly more virulent in terms of transmission. It's very, very variable, to speak, you know, to speak incorrectly, in terms of how sick people get. But the flu also has a typically very effective flu shot every year that we work to, to administer. And there's also medicines that we know work against the flu. There's Tamiflu and there's antivirals that work against the flu. We don't have antivirals against this virus. The drugs that we use against these, this virus are more investigational. The steroids we use against the virus are, are impeding what we call a cytokine storm, which is not killing the virus itself. And we don't have an effective vaccination, and there is no community immunity or very little community immunity for this virus. So they're different things. Being a responsible adult should be the new normal. Yelling at somebody because they wanted you to wear a mask means not that you're a free American. It means you're a jerk. (laughs) Well, that's well put. (laughs) Well, Doc, thank you again for coming out. Uh, You do a great job. Elder High School is very uh, lucky to have you, and uh, we we appreciate all the information. I I, I appreciate the, the, the time to be here again. Please understand most of the things I said are... Are, are, are very opinionated, and you may have no, your own no. opinions. And I'm not trying to offend anyone. I know I, I've said some things that will probably frustrate some people, but what I really want is for our kids to be in school and for our kids to be able to play right. football and for Which us to be able to cheer thing. our kids on. Right. And we're really lucky to have to have great coaches, great teachers, great administrators, and the support of guys like you. Because there are a lot of fans who aren't there this year, right? It's very odd to look right. out in the pit and see 9,000 yeah. 9, yeah. empty seats. 
but they're really lucky because they got a great radio crew they can listen to and they can pay their 10 bucks and the, and the job that Adam Duell and the kids at Elder are doing so they can watch the game oh. is really good yeah. and I hope it's not perfect because I want you back in the stands next year but in the short term we're really really lucky to have you guys because without you guys I mean then people are just kind of going well what's going on you yeah, know, so they're really so I, I appreciate everything you guys do. And, and so hopefully, bring, hopefully, bring it to the community. Hopefully, we get some sort of basketball season together. Well, uh, if you guys don't know, yes. you, you have a, a son who's a wonderful basketball yeah. player. Certainly, your son Phil and I have had that discussion. You know, <laughs> we we, we want to get through football because you know then it gives us a chance to play basketball. And yeah. If we don't have football, there's no basketball. There's no wrestling. There's not likely going to be spring sports. Uh, but I think if we make it through, we have a better chance. And we want every kid to have the opportunity to do what they're really good at. You know, hey, it breaks my heart to see that the band can't be there right now or the glee club isn't able yeah. to sing you know and and uh, yeah. or the you know and the kids aren't able to to be kids yeah if we can be adults let's let them be kids <laughs> amen. amen well said that. well right. said i appreciate your time gentlemen thank you all right thank you thank you dr you. matt brother we're gonna take a time out we come back steve's gonna run off the scores i got a plethora all right of them. we come back right here on the prep sports radio network I'm Deacon Bill Mullaney. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing shoe store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. (gasps) Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper's been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? 
Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutneau Avenue. You're not going to miss it. Oh, boy. Punchlines you missed include. <laughs> we are back at La Rosa on Boutneau, and uh, it's about time for Steve Geis to come back out of the kitchen. And for one last time, we're going to head over to Steve, get people caught up before we talk to Lenny, who play-by-play guy for the football team. And Harvey will be talking to him in just a moment. But, Steve, let's uh We, we got just about all, pre- all precincts reporting in here, Mark and Tom. Right. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll run them down right now. In were these in-person uh, votes or were these mailed-in votes? Well, if they were mailed-in votes, two weeks from now I'd have to tell you the results of this <laughs> yeah. after we harvested a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all up and up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Trust but, us. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I say, with all, with all due, due respect. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. All due all respect. respect. Hey, St. X Bombers are the king of North Bend Road with a 24 to 10 head scratching victory over the LaSalle Lancers that came out firing on all cylinders last week, scoring 53 points against the Elder Panthers. They were shut down, held to 10. This week, uh, St. X, who coming off the, the uh, overtime loss to, to Brownsburg uh, last week, uh, kind of a tough loss for for them. I was wondering where the drum went for a minute. Yeah, but uh, Steve was yeah. towing down a little bit there. Saint Saint X takes takes the king of the road while they're on the road at LaSalle on North Bend. The game you heard here tonight on the Le- Prep Sports Radio Network, uh, announced by uh, the the uh, Golden Throated Len Harvey, uh, 42 to 14, Elder over Floyd Central out of uh, someplace in Indiana, just north of Louisville, Kentucky. East Central, big over Bowler tonight. Uh, they they really poured it on in the fourth quarter. It was seven to nothing for a long time, East Central, and then it was seven to six, East Central, and then in the fourth quarter, two touchdowns, twenty-one to six, East Central over Moeller tonight. So Moeller drops to one and one, East Central two and one on the season. In, in Indiana action, and I know they were fearing that game, thinking, oh, man, we're just going to get rocked. Well, that didn't happen. East Central uh, with, with a victory tonight. GMC action, it was Fairfield 35, Middletown 13, Mason 28, Lakota East 21. Lakota West keeps their, their streak rolling. They go to 2-0 in the GMC with a 40-13 to win over Hamilton. Colerain 30. Tom Bowles might be a good coach. He might be. Not, you, yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that. Let's wait a little bit on that. Yeah. It was Princeton 27, Sycamore 22. ECC action, West Claremont 13, Loveland 7. Turpin over Milford 49-14. Winton Woods 27, Lebanon 20. In the Cincinnati Hills League, all the home teams held sway tonight. It was Deer Park 
38, Taylor 28, Indian Hill 52, Madeira 7, Redding hosting Finneytown 156 to 13, and Wyoming all over Marymount 40 to 6. Southwest Ohio uh, Conference action it was Edgewood 21, Mount Healthy nothing, Talawanda 17, Harrison 7, and Ross over Northwest 41 to 23. GCL co-ed action Baden over Alter 14 to 12. Chaminade Julian 14, Carroll 7. It was play conference scarlet action 42 to 14 over Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. And in also scarlet action, it was Norwood 49, Summit Country Day 13. Moving out to the Southern Buckeye Conference, it was Clinton Massey 57. Goshen 7 in a uh, Southern Buckeye Conference American Isn't it Action. Goshen Warriors, Tom? I think good, it is. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Wish I, I wish I would have known that. Team Chaplain. But, but, uh, but, but I got one for you here. Father coming up Roush went to Clinton Massey. I just want yeah. to say that. Uh, Bethel, Bethel Tate 41 over East Clinton. You know what the East Clinton is? Uh, They're the Astros. Oh. oh. I, I was going to say the Colonels. Yeah. They're the Astros. Yeah. Who, what? Yeah, turn him on. Oh, uh, wait a minute here. Uh, no, the go. Astros cheated as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stealing signs. <laughs> they were stealing signs. They, they knew all the calls. <laughs> so the East Clinton Astros. See, you didn't know. I, you, no. I didn't know the Warriors, but yeah. I knew the Astros. Yeah. Hey, Danville Perry, 27. He loves John Sterling over here, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Danville <laughs> Perry, 27. Williamsburg, nothing. Another action. Uh, Middletown Mason in a squeaker loses 13 to 12 to, to Milton Union, and we talked about that before. Uh, with, with no time on the clock, Middletown Mason scores a touchdown, brings it to 13-12, goes for two in regulation, and doesn't make the conversion. And that's the Milton Union people cheering because they won 13 to 12. Yes. It was Valley View 31, Monroe 7. Lawrenceburg in Indiana, 48, Milan 14, Batesville 34, South Dearborn 7, Greensburg over Connorsville, 28 to 21. And if you're wondering why there's no Kentucky scores here, they don't start playing till next week. September 11th will be uh, kickoff. So down here at the bottom of my score sheet, you guys will all see uh, in blue the Kentucky scores starting next week, God willing. Gosh, gosh darn it. Uh... Did handy dandy Bashir uh, put a kibosh on that, or uh... he is he is putting a kibosh on just about anything? But <laughs> but no, they're supposed to play, and uh, I think even my daughter is going to be doing band and for Cooper High School. So I think we're having something. Fantastic! Yeah, the kids deserve it. Yeah, I think so. She was, you know, she's a senior, and she's going to miss out on that a lot. So you know, Steve, quick observation with all the scores. There were a lot of blowouts in the first two weeks. I mean, a lot of blowouts. And I'm wondering if the teams and the schools that are maybe more prepared or or something, and they're they're better off than the, the kids or the schools that, that aren't prepared or aren't better off. I, I would bet that the, the, the schools that, are, that are, are really blowing teams out or just really rolling are teams that have a lot of returning players from last year because this thing was just such a questionable thing. Are we? Aren't we? Are we? Aren't we? Yes, we are. No, we're not. We're going to do ten games. Now we're doing nine. Now we're doing six. You know, so so the teams that, that have the players that they have to kind of bring Depend together on. and, and – 
and, and they have to learn the ropes because this is their first time in the rodeo. Those are the teams that I think are having trouble. But you know, maybe by week six, you know, they'll, they'll have right at the ship. And another thing, just a quick comment, is we don't know how many smaller schools, especially, maybe have student athletes that are electing not to play or can't play, and and because of that, when you're on a smaller team and you have a couple key key players that aren't playing. That could be it, too. Right. Who knows? But I just hope, like Doc Bosom said, uh, that we, we get through this season, that a, a school or schools don't get the COVID. And, 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 and it, we were talking in the pregame that, that, yeah. that you know, some, one of the schools, the games got canceled yesterday, and they were on the phone this morning looking for a team to play tonight. Tonight. So, I mean, uh, talk about unprecedented times. Um not but I just right hope, or wrong. It's just yeah, I just hope that where we are. Stay healthy, that we can get through and have a uh, a, a playoff system that that's fair and equitable, and we, we can we can uh, get a get a champion this year. So and, and it's for the kids. All right, joining us now at the table uh, is Len Harvey, play-by-play voice of the Panthers. And Len, you know you, you you've seen the Panthers all last year make it to the state championship final. Fell a little short, but uh, two weeks in, they've scored almost 100 points, to so 94 in two games. Uh, and you thought, boy, this is going to be a team that's not going to be firing on all cylinders, but they've really put up some big numbers. Yeah, I think looking at uh, the season, we thought, you know, against LaSalle especially, you're like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah. And they scored 52 points, right, and they could have yeah. won the game. Uh, and this week they were just tremendous. I actually, I said this on the air tonight, I actually think explosively they're as good as they were last year. And I know, you know, Luby was, you know, that speed and he can just turn on a dime. But I really believe that uh, Ramsey's been that kind of guy this, this year. And now you get Hamilton throwing the ball. He's thrown seven touchdowns in two weeks. That's not too bad, right, yep. Tom Kennedy? Um, right, Len Harvey. He, yeah, he's he's done a great job, and uh, they, the wide receivers have done a great job. I mean, you think about it, even Sabato out of the has done. You know, you look at uh, you've got uh, Neiman. Neiman. Neiman has been fantastic so far, and uh, it's it's been a great start to the season. Cooper Johnson, uh, the offense, the offensive line, and even on the defensive side of the ball, they have. Uh, they have looked pretty pretty good. Joey Stemler and uh, other players uh, have done very well. Austin Wanstrad has had a tremendous season so far. Yeah, he, he mean, must have called his name a hundred times tonight. A hundred times. Well, he's the holder too. So he was a leading right. he's a leading tackler <laughs> on the team, and, and yeah, you know, so yeah, he's he's done a great job. He had the interception, and uh, you know, they right before the half, J.T. Miller. That was a big interception right before the half because they were driving. They were driving, and you know I know the score was 42-14, but there was a couple of times when you thought that this team, and I feel bad for the for the people at Floyd sent, you know, because they they really, I mean, first of all they they had it sit in traffic, they got here, but they played a good game, and it's unfortunate that you know Elder just was a little bit better tonight. Yeah. What about my analogy, Lynn, that uh, Floyd Central? Is like a power, is like a power or a group of five college team, and Elder is like a power five team. Yeah, I mean, I mean that the, the offensive line, the defensive line. There's more size with the Elder Panthers. You're going to have the the talented 
quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, but you're not going to have the offensive line for the East. Yeah. The Floyd Central. Well, I, I could see where Floyd Central, you know, they dominate their league, and they come here, and it's like, wow, we've got a really good team, and Elder's that good. And that just shows the coaching. I mean, we talked, you talked, uh, Steve Bengel talking about uh, teams that are ready. I mean, there's no more prepared team than Doug Ramsey's team. I mean, the, look at it. They, they didn't even know what they were going to have coming into week one, and they put up a 52 spot. Yeah. So think about that yeah. for a minute. I mean, it's, let that sink in that you don't know what you're going to have. He, Hamilton, at quarterback, you don't yeah. know what you're having. And, Lenny, you know, the, LaSalle, their, their offense is – Heralded, but their defense is yeah. what most people are talking about. There's some major Division One recruits for the on the defensive side of the ball, and and Doug Ramsey had a, a game plan that had them on their heels. They didn't know what was coming at them. Well, he he does this every week. He just has this uh, you know lolly attitude on even when I when I interview him, and it's just like oh you know we don't know if we're going to do this, we're going to know we're going to that, but he is just he has got a uh, an offensive brain that is like no other. When he's able to, uh, with the way he handles the quarterbacks, I like, you know, I don't know if this will ever work in the NFL, and they, they're talking about it now maybe in New England and some other places, where you have two quarterbacks. What's wrong with it? You've got a, a running quarterback and you've got a throwing quarterback. I think it works for Elder. Right. I mean, think yeah. about that. It, could that work on the, it works on the collegiate level. Could it work in the NFL? That's the type of stuff that, that Doug Ramsey is doing here at Elder, and uh, again, I did, I did not think this team would be as good as they are, but offensively, they might be as good as they were last year. And I know that's saying a lot because last year they had the, the stud offensive linemen. They had everything going for them. But right now, I mean, can, can you find a better Next player? Than, up. Can, you, can you find a better player right now than Drew Ramsey? Yeah, I, I, I was talking at Dad's Club no. with uh, – uh, Austin Welsh and he yeah. just he, Ben Hamilton and he goes that's my guy he's yeah. My, yeah you know and Wally uh, Welsh said the same yeah, thing too so when Ben Hamilton yeah is the he said that guy has showed me a lot of uh, moxie yeah and, that, uh, yeah. and yes I mean uh, absolutely has. seven touchdowns and two, two games, games. Yeah. and by far he's going to be the leading passer in the GCL so yeah. uh, and one thing Doug Ramsey said at the end of last week and I think he says it every year you have to look at what the team does between week one and week two. And based on what Doug said after last week's game, you see the difference between last week and this week. And he knows that he's got uh, this team percolating and ready to go and take off. And I think it's it's good for the Elder Panthers and their followers. All right, big question for the group here uh, next week. A uh, team that knocked off the team that beat Elder week one, the St. X Bombers coming into the pit. Uh, right now, I mean, we talked about, too, the fact that there is no harm in it. it what the heck? Let's go for broke, you know? I mean, Elder, uh, you, it, 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 you're playing things differently, so let's throw that on the table. We've seen LaSalle play. I mean, and, and uh, you know, they had a lot of firepower on offense. X always, ro- they, you know, they run on defense. They're a little bit different now uh, than, they, than they have been in the past. They run on defense, and they, they were able to hold LaSalle to 10. They put up 53 on Elder. You know, you just don't know. It's the evolution. Three three games in, you know, we're talking about development. We're talking about, you know, people coming on. Tom, you're talking about the difference between week one and week two. The difference between week two and, and week three. It's just a constant evolution. You know, and these there's no surprises. I mean, Doug Ramsey, Steve Speck, no one another. Um, 
Very, very well. Very well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, searching for the correct word there. And, and, and you know, so, the, the, you know, there's no surprises. I mean, they came out, beat St. X twice last year. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, with, with. And the first game was at X. The first game was at X. This is, you know, the, the one mm-hmm. and only that we know of uh, at, at Elder. Yeah. So. You, know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, again, you know, the Elder Panthers, like I said one time last year, they had the offense that could score rarely, you know, from any place on the field. They could put it, you know, they could be on their own 10-yard line, and they had the ability last year to pop it in the end zone. And they have, they seemingly have that ability this year. And like I said at, the ha- at halftime, that's going to give the defense some time to develop. If you get an offense that can can put up the points, that can counter, you know, what the other team's doing until you can get your defensive feet under you. And Doug Ramsey makes usually good, some very good second half adjustments. We'll see. I think that personally, that special teams are going to win the game, and the fact that Ben Hamilton's back there punting is going to be a huge advantage. And the fact that he could, you know, the, the rugby-style kick, if he sees an opening, he can throw the ball. I, I, I think you're going to see next week they're going to do that a couple of times, and uh, they're going to capitalize. And I would not be shocked if Elder beats St. X next week. We got final thoughts here, guys. So a big, big game at the pit. Obviously, uh, we're not going to look forward to a full. It normally would be a full house, uh, people mm-hmm. from the rafters. But uh, when you talk about GCL football, St. X Elder, it's it's going to be a fiery environment. It will, and like Steve said, it's going to be determined on the field. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a whale of a game. And I'm, I'm based on what I'm seeing, haven't seen St. X, but it should be a whale of a game, but there's a lot of reasons that Elder should have the benefit. Uh, none, none of the other more important, and it's at the pit. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap this thing up? I'm just happy that we're playing. Uh, I'm enjoying bet. it thoroughly. Yeah, I well, am too. It's it's nice, a little bit of normal, uh, and uh, just uh, uh, to you know, as Doc Bussum said, everybody's got to you know mind their p's and q's, and and. Uh, keep this going so that we can keep this going. Well, and I want to start down my list of thanking and big thank you to Doc Matt Bosom. Uh, he always is gracious and helpful and uh, making extra time to come out here. And, I mean, if we had a house call, how much would we have to pay for that? Oh. You know, so uh, we, we, he's, break, a, he's cutting us a big deal here. You had to you take know. out a loan. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah. Kind, of, he's kind of a big-time <laughs> guy. So Oh, I know. Yeah, he is. I know. He's, he's going home to sharpen his uh, scalpels right now so uh, <laughs> hopefully he's listening to the car uh, yeah. laughing out loud. He just ran off the road right, right now. Yeah. Right. yeah. Big thanks to... Hopefully he's listening to something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big thank you to Kevin Kenny back at the studio who without Kevin none of this would happen and you know we had a little bit of uh, uh, snafu. snafu to begin the night and it's very calming to hear Kevin's voice. You know we, we thought through it and Len, Len and I, <laughs> I have to handle Len. We we worked it out, and uh, I, if folks were listening online, and I, I kind of blew up at somebody. I apologize for that, but it was uh, it was a, a stressful moment uh, when you you got a minute to go, and nothing is connecting it, to the station. It is pretty sad that I was the calm one. I just thought you know that. <laughs> right. I just want you to know that I yeah. was the calm. Yeah. Pretty sad. It's pretty yeah. impossible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Tom well, the average just says it's got to happen. Some. 
one time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> and make it happen in 2020. Absolutely. It's a crazy year, brother. Yeah. And a big thanks to all you, of course, listening at home, all around your fire pits. And tonight would be a perfect night for that. It's get a little chilly out there. So we thank you all for listening to us on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So for Steve Bengel, Len Harvey, Tom Kennedy, I'm Mark Bengel, and for Wally Welch, who's sitting out here. Yeah. We'll see you next week at the Pit of Elder on the Prep Sports Radio Network. You understand what it takes to get a job done right. At a Red Wing shoe store, we do the same. Taking the time to get to know you and the work you do helps us find exactly the right boot for your job. Backed by a wide selection of sizes and job-appropriate styles that are purpose-built for any job. Now that's what we call understanding by design. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Red Wing Shoes. Mall Avenue in Florence and on Glenway Avenue in Western Hills. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet. Proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center. Repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChef.com. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Hey, Panther fans. The doctors of the West Side Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry. Doctors Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our West Side office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Cooper Electric, La Rosa's Pizza, The Urology Group, Rosart Pharmacy, Joseph Toyota, Robert Jones Plumbing, The Underground Sports Shop, Adam Schoester, Mercy Health and Orthopedics, Hoting Realty, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Red Wing Shoes, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Ron's Roost, and Wardway Fuels. Gotcha.
Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. This is Cardinal Raymond Burke. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart.